I got a wife. First of all, I thought about you to bring you man, on this you podcast. Man, you got a wife, sure bro. Ain't dead. You got a wife, <laughs> bro. <laughs> it's alive somewhere. I would have run you up and you would have right now. I camp and I wasn't that's why I got invited by default. Wow, see, I can't get no type of credit. None. That's cool. You don't get That's none cool, after having it in the rain. It was raining hard too. It really wasn't raining. That's the same. It was like a light shower. Blood drizzle. It was shower. raining hard. I looked out my office window. It was raining hard. It was a light shower, son. It was a light shower while you had on. You wasn't even tripping. You was you was gonna walk I'm to the door. Now you wouldn't even worry about no umbrella until I said I got an umbrella. She wouldn't even worry about the umbrella, son. You know why you had an umbrella? Because your wife made sure you had an umbrella. No, she thought you bring an umbrella. That's what I'm. No, 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 no. Your wife made sure you had an umbrella so that he could stay dry. She wasn't worried about you. That's you not being a gentle man, period. You raised wife, like that. Man, he got a wife. First of all, and time out. And you a capital. First of all, first so, of all, time out. Listen. Why are you throwing out game times? What the, his gang affiliation ain't got nothing to do that with him that being that a gentleman. That's the pride of himself on being a gentleman. First of all. Well, you fucked up. First of all, no. You don't make them kind of agreements and don't go through with them. You fucked that up. I was on your side, so just not. No, bro. Listen. That's my own plan. I don't even pledge allegiance. So by the time I got the umbrella, she already was at the door, son. No. She didn't even need an umbrella. I said, cover yourself. I'm going to be a I don't want to be our turn. Is she going to be single? No. All right. I was about to say, because see, that makes sense, man. Because she's like on her independent shit. Like, fuck no. this nigga. I said, you're married? <laughs> yes. The, man, look. Anybody, your husband, oh, holding doors on it for anybody, how? been in the game long enough. I gave him a pet. What game? You asked my wife. We've been married for six months. 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 <laughs> he, he need another six months. I ain't gonna lie. Every now and then, <laughs> every now and then, I be forgetting to help her with a bag, Donna. But I always come back, son. How you be it's forgetting? Not that I, it's not that How you I forget? How you I forget? Don't be the this bag. man be thinking about his wife. I'm I'm saying, listen, no. this is my thing. This is no, my thing. No, time out. When it's time to roll, like, man, I want to do a bag doing. Time out. Oh, she do got a bag. Damn. She barely had no bag. I ain't do all that. How do you forget? Like, did you forget when you were. Dating your wife when you were courting your wife? Bruh, Did you forget? Bruh, he was I dating still, his wife. I still carry bags now. Just his wife bags. This is an anomaly, what she's talking about. Bruh. I know what that means. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Good. <laughs> this is an anomaly. Once you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's your interpretation. Out of the norm. You feel me? Anyway. Six months, that's why. All right. Six yeah, whole give me, months. Give me like a six month. I'm going to check Today, July 1st, so we start the That was a grace period. Six months. Grace, uh-huh. grace, grace, grace period. Just like Stu and Yeah, it don't count till tomorrow. Grace right. period. We'll have y'all back. Day, 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 day after. Day after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we'll, yeah, we'll check back it. July 2nd. Yeah, July have an update. Yeah. Oh, you probably going to be gone. You probably going to be gone. Somewhere. Give me too soon. That'd be your anniversary. Yeah, December 31st. Oh, that's so cute. You should have saw him. He was so, so cute. I don't think about that. Like, Let's toast it up. You can't never forget nothing. You forced Man, to remember. what? Right. Is that why you did that? Because you would have forgot. Like, you would have done it. 
Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I do it on like a Tuesday. I'm not gonna be there because you know I'm gonna be. Seasons. Yep. Jesus. So I ain't coming to your wedding. Yeah, that's Seasons. I'm gonna get that bitch at Seasons just so you can be there. Oh no, I ain't gonna come to that shit. Ain't coming. Ain't coming. Just rock my damn party. Person, bro. Yeah. Yeah. This is Miss Seasons right now. Miss Seasons. In a flesh. Hi. Hi. She's got a new sign. T face on it. No, Mr. Adam face on it. And you know, and you know you're from Elgin. You just love Seasons. Sure not. I'll never be from Elgin. Oh, hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, I never be. What is y'all? The one point five? What y'all is? The one point five? You know, like season on at the borderline. I live over there. Oh, oh man! You know that like, season's on the border. It's on the borderline of Elgin and Greta. Literally, like the street over is Elgin. I ain't from neither one of them parts. Katrina got Katrina got me over there. I ain't from neither one of them parts. Okay. Katrina moved me over to Greta. I'm from the nine. I'm from the nine. And you what? I do my dying. I die my dying. Don't come over here shooting me. Put my dog from the nine wall, that man. Don't come shoot me. My come son on, let's face go. Let's frowned up. We about to get it. The upper nine or the lower nine? The, the lower? Upper, the upper nine. Do they, do they even say like the upper nine? Or Nobody say that. I never say that. I'm from the night wall. And then Black you people have people like you from the 1.5. Uh, like, what part? Like, from the upper I'm saying, if you got a decimal point in your hood, if you got a if your hood come with a decimal point, I question your authenticity. We added the best. That's even worse. That's we even fucking. Why would you do that? <laughs> let me, man. Let me add another what? digit. Let me. And let me make this shit. Point is print. Because y'all, y'all unique. Bro? And it's not even point. It's print. It's perm. So y'all write perms and shit to them. Y'all write perms. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, yo. This some bullshit. But this is the Family Meal Podcast. We are live from Taste Lounge. Um, we have two special guests. I'm probably tore up. I am terrible with names. I just know her Instagram name, which is kind of usually what I know about people. Uh, we got Mia the Entrepreneur. Um, and we got Jarrell. I don't know if he like Jarrell the Entrepreneur. T sent me the link. I did not open my phone yet. That's what they say on his shirt. That's what my kids call me. Mr. Jarrell. Your campers. Yeah. My campers. My yes. man. I call them my kids because I, I do love them, even though they're aggravated. They are. His nickname is Trick. <laughs> Trick Love the Kids. Straight like that. Um, so we sitting over some uh shrimp fry, right? Uh, we so got inappropriate. That was. That was. Well, we gonna not cut. See, nah, no, she she add to it. She add to it. Thank you, baby. <laughs> Shout out to the orange stew. Yeah. Um, way way back, not to ditto. That shit crazy. Um, but we got shrimp fried rice, which I just said. I know you heard that. Uh, a little salmon. Niggas love salmon. You know how that go. Got a little Thanks. bread and some salad. You feel me? And we got ranch dressing. And guess what? <laughs> Everybody had ranch dressing because niggas love ranch. Um, so you know, we 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 here. We gonna have some pretty decent talks, a pretty decent conversation, I believe, because we gonna talk about financial literacy and its best friend, financial niggeracy, aka we broke. <laughs> Fuck that. You feel me? But what we could do? We could start with Mia, ladies I first. Um, dog. <laughs> Listen, financial niggeracy. That's the name of the episode. Fuck, we are lit. Financial <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So Mia, uh, y'all, I want y'all to know he's definitely gonna name it. Miss Mia, Miss Mia. I'm registered cam yeah. director. Yeah. Uh, it's Mrs. Not Miss. It's Mrs. I bet you have a Mrs. Mia. I'm drinking beer, oh, shorty. I ain't beer. even lit. I am sober <laughs> as I can be right now. Give me a few minutes. Okay. Uh, but. You know, introduce yourself, let the people know who you are, what you got going on, and uh, things of that nature. Okay. Again, my name is Miss 
Mia. You guys say Mrs. Mrs. Mia. I said Miss and I was wrong. So. Was. Hello. Goodbye. <laughs> Mrs. Mia. Um, the entrepreneur. The entrepreneur on Instagram, if you're following. Um, I'm from New Orleans. The West Bank. Oh my God. That 1.5. That 17. That 1.5. It's going to be that point in the video where it's like, <laughs> can't fucking wait. From the West Bank. Um, you should never tell nobody bank? that. The best bank. Absolutely. I know she lied. <laughs> yeah, that's like, yeah, the best bank. What are you talking about? Chase or Capital One? Which who, who you? What's in your <laughs> no, wallet? It would be regions. Huh? Regions, no. But you can't do too much traveling with them. Not no regions. No, not no regions. You can't travel too much with regions. No shit on regions. It ain't go. So financially, y'all wouldn't advise motherfuckers to go to regions. Uh-huh. I see how. T. You better watch. I'm looking. I'm taking notes. From the West Bank. <laughs> um, you going to reiterate this shit 12 times? I'm Go ahead. Do your thing, Shawty. From the West Bank. I'm about to get more rights. Um, I can't do this. I went to John Eric for high school. Right. And I went to Tulane and studied accounting. I'm an accountant. Okay. And I've been in business at my own practice for, what, five years now? Five years. So I started off working at an accounting firm, and then I realized that um, I was making them Mm. Too much money that I could have been making for myself. Hello. Right. So That's always the case. And I'd be like, you sit back. Like, okay. man. What's the name of your business? First Class Financial Solutions. Okay. Yeah. You said five years? Five years. Independent. We're going we gonna to get back to the, the details, but let's get to <laughs> Mr. Jarrell. <laughs> <laughs> that shit weird, man. Why we don't have, like, see, y'all got hey, the yo, miss, all the misses. We got Mr. That's it. Right. You, homie, onk at a certain point. <laughs> it's cool. Y'all still tease this Oprah. He's almost onk age. <laughs> wow. I'm saying, what's onk age? What, what does that mean? 30 plus. That's onk age. I mean, you No, onk I'm an onk. Yes. You're onk. You're onk. Onk Desi. Onk Desi. Onk Desi. Onk and TD age. I'm TD. I'm TD age. So... That's my uncle. You call me Uncle Soup, you're... That was they tell their kids, anyway. So, Mr. Jarrell, man, <laughs> fucking uncle. Uncle Jarrell. All right, man, my name uncle is Jarrell Butler. Uh, I am the founder of Millennial Financial Solutions. It's a virtual financial planning firm focused on millennials and minorities. Hmm. Um, no white folk. No, I mean, you know. We don't I, yeah, we don't we don't discriminate. I just target my marketing to a certain group of people. That's I like say that, mm-hmm. right? Um, from Algiers as well, Bruh. Went to D at Nakar High School. What you went to? What D? Do what that's what I'm saying. D. <laughs> you know, D in front of it. You know, like, Clark University. Never, man, y'all just started that. Ain't never I mean, saying no D at Nakar University. Yeah, we basically call it Clark University. University. No, who says that? Of, that's now, right? Who the, the fuck are we though? That's the last five I mean, years. Who are we though? Who are this we we speaking about? Because <laughs> we ain't calling it shit <laughs> like never. that. Don't put me in the we. I want to know who we are so I can know who y'all are so I can have a better understanding. You know, it's D and the car. Nah, that sound like D fucking in. No, nah, y'all from the West Bank. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough of that shit. The off sense you put V, you go, you, you take are, the V off first, then you can add a V. It didn't matter, we were gonna block that out anyway. Oh, y'all was gonna block it out. This right. whole fucking first 10 minutes is gonna be a beat, <laughs> just a long fucking beat with fucking the lines when your cable go off. That's what it's gonna that bitch gonna look like channel cool, 52 man. when you're trying to do it. Never mind. I'm mad she pointed so quick. 
That's you cute. know too? <laughs> That's my type of woman. You got any nice. friends? <laughs> Go ahead, Jerome. Pick it up. Be at, be at the car university. Oh, All right. So, like I was saying, D at the car high school. You shouldn't um, have said it. <laughs> I also went to Southeast in Louisiana. You know, I, I, huh? I went there a whole year. Okay. <laughs> you did, huh? Okay. Two whole semesters. Right. I only failed one of them. <laughs> Two classes. One of them was English. If you know me, that's hilarious. But yeah, go ahead. My bad. Cool, cool. <laughs> so I actually ran track up there. So I was on the track scholarship, ran in there for four years, graduated with the Bachelor's of Science and Finance. Then decided to go to Clark MBA, Clark Atlanta's MBA program. Got hmm. my MBA in finance in Atlanta. Um, spent three years in DC working with Capital One at the corporate office. Ah, so you do know what's in your wallet. I do know what's in your wallet. <laughs> facts, facts. Big I mean, facts. I, I help work on some of those campaigns. So, yeah. Okay. Um, then transferred it's from- always a black man behind the shit. Always, right? Mm-hmm. So, so then I transferred from DC to Dallas- for two years with Capital One. But in between that time, that's when I decided to kind of pivot careers. And similar to Ms. To Ms. Mia's point, um, I, I got to a point where I felt that I can make more money on my own than what I was you know, doing for the company. And I also wanted to branch off with the more personal finance because I was working in corporate finance at Capital One. And that led me to do some research and I decided that, hey, I want to create my own firm because I want to cater to my people. And give them financial literacy that we didn't have growing up. Um, so I started my firm in 2016. Was doing it part time while I was still working at Capital One, and I went full time with it in 2018. And I just moved back to New Orleans in April of 2019. So been gone nine years. Happy to, happy to be back finally. All right. So you went yeah. from running track to teaching mofos or giving insight on how to run it up. Yes. Okay. It's always running involved. So if I called you the running man, that would be appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, you're right, bro. I like that. That's, yeah. I mean, I think it's dope. So I, was <clears throat> was the knowledge you gained from, I guess, doing your research on just different aspects of financial literacy, was that what contributed to you going from... I guess the business into the personal end of finance was that absolutely, and I, I mean I have a story back from college um, that kind of sparked my interest in it back then. It got nothing to do with nothing to do with the West Bank, right? Nah, nah. <laughs> cool, cool. Run, Unfortunately, run. no, it don't have anything to do with the West Bank. Nah, so story. I was actually in in, in Hammond. You know what I'm saying? We East town. Ah, you know uh, look at that. You see how that works? All right, come on, man. I'm, 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 I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Right. So I lined um, up once or twice. Okay, cool. Just once, <laughs> not twice. Not twice. <laughs> so yeah, I was in Ham. This was uh, going into my senior year, and I was driving down the street, and the 16-year-old white boy hit me. Right. So I'm uh, riding my car, and he had a pickup truck ran ran my car, totaled it. Right. And at that time, I didn't know too much about, you know, car wrecks and insurance and all that type of stuff. So my car got totaled. Um, back then, I mean, I had a car note, but I wasn't always paying it on time. You know, typical, you know, stuff that we do, right? We don't pay out all of our bills on so on time. And they're gonna get that minimum payment, <laughs> right? On the last day possible. Exactly. If I, can, if I remember, I might hit you the next day. Period. 
Exactly. We got 11 days. I'll meet you on the 10th. Exactly, exactly. So what happened was my car got totaled. And if you know anything about when you get in a car wreck, right, whenever your car gets totaled, that means that the cost to repair the vehicle is more than what the car is worth. Mm -hmm. So at that point, the insurance company will just cut you a check. Right. You know, and basically, if you if you owed money on your car, you just use that money to, to pay off the loan, and then you walk away scot free, right? But that's basically what happened to me, right? It got to a point where I had maybe eight thousand dollars left on my car that I owed, but the car was worth like eight thousand, and it cost maybe six or seven thousand to repair. So they're like, hey, you know, just go ahead and get you a new car. The problem was because I was late on a couple of payments a few years back. When I first got my car, um, there's something called gap insurance, right? So gap insurance, it happens when um, you owe more than what the car is worth. And if the car gets totaled, gap insurance kicks in to cover that difference. But they don't cover the difference if you've been late on payments and things like that, Mm -hmm. right? So I had maybe about $400 still left on my car loan that I didn't know about because I thought that all the payments were taken care of. So I think six months later, I got a collection notice for my car, and it was like for like $400, but that set my credit way back, right? So that hindered me getting another car. And it was just financial information like that. You know, me not you knowing, know. right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, me not knowing what's going on and what the situation is. That I'm like, damn. Okay, if I don't know this, I know damn well my friends don't, don't know, know this, it, right? Mm-hmm. So, Especially because you were a finance major, right? And I was a finance major, and and I didn't get those concepts. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, damn, like, you know, this is bad because I'm 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 actually in the finance major, and I don't even know this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that kind of first start piquing my interest when I was in my early twenties. Um, and then it just kind of always stuck with me. Like I, I've always read personal finance mm-hmm. blogs and just educate myself from that perspective. And it just got to the point where I said, Hey, like, I think I want to do this for a living full time. And yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so Mia, what was the point? Like, I know you said that you, one day you realized like I'm making them more money, but what was the day that you were like? Tomorrow, I'm starting my own firm. Like, I'm doing my own thing. I'm mm-hmm. never coming back here. Like, w- did something click or did you see numbers? Tax like, tax, tax season. season. Tax season did it for me. <laughs> tax season did it. Um, Every year before tax season, we would have like a big corporate meeting and we'll talk about what the numbers were the previous years, making sure we're meeting goals. And I'm thinking, like, the accountant who I work for, he didn't see anybody. Like, he had about Five people doing the actual taxes, and then when a client will come in and they want to go over it with him, he give them about five minutes, go through it, send them out. Like, he was moving them in like clockwork. But I'm like, we doing all the work, and all you're doing is overseeing it, not really doing the work. And I'm like, man, no, we making we making you the money. And when I seen that he was bringing in 1.4 mil in four months doing taxes, That's I was crazy. like... It's time, it's time for me to go. It's time for me to go. That's just tax season. That's yes. January to April 15th. That's, that's it. That's, that's not nuts. accounting. That's not nothing else. That's just tax season. And in that moment, I was like, nah, I'm good. I could do this by myself. Yeah. I don't care if I made a fourth of what he made. I was still good. Yeah. It was a risk I was willing to take. So. And so you, um, your company, is it just yours? Is Yes. So it's me and I have four other girls who work um, under me. Boss that is, huh? One point four million. Employ my people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Employ my people. So yeah. 
ire in the black community is what's up. <laughs> Especially when you're black and you're in the community or you're from the community right. or both. Right, right. Oh, Lord. Oh, that's amazing to me. I just kind of got some on a side note. I don't remember seeing or being able to see as many of us being progressive, opening and owning businesses mm-hmm. and just things of that nature. I don't know if it's social media or if it's just kind of what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. But it's really dope just to see just us. Right. You, we all self-employed. We all just, a, a lot of them, like, but means what, that's kind of the, the, the idea. Like, we mm-hmm. all in that mind state. We all have that mentality of just ownership, uh, forward progress, and just making sure the community is being taken care of. And I appreciate, like, y'all got camps. I'm assuming y'all deal with, like, the youth and shit like yeah. that. So that's really dope. Well, I have a question. Like, I know y'all have known each other, but, like, how did it come full circle for you guys to become business partners? Um, Jarrell reached out to me. He was like, I like what you're doing. That's how it always is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, women, we're self-starters. Right. You know, you know how to make things move like, quickly. Zoom in on that. We know how to get the ball rolling a little quicker yeah, you know. than mm. others. And so, um... During tag season, he reached out to me, and um, he had a couple of questions about starting to do tags, and so I helped him with that. And then over the next couple of months, he was like, well, you know, I like what you're doing and different things like that. I had just started the nonprofit. We went to lunch. Where we went, bro? We went to Morrow's. We sat down. By the time I laid out the whole plan, he was like, all right, I want in. And I was like, all right, you serious? Let's do it. And literally, like, within the next couple of months, we just started building it out. Um, initially we started to think about doing a, a HBCU financial literacy tour. That was the first thing we were supposed to kick off. Mm. And in the midst of trying to plan that, then that's when the camp came about because we were saying we wanted to attract the, the younger generation. Right. I don't want to get you when you're in college and I you already you have, before, before you made those mistakes that we made, we want to catch you before then. Mm-hmm. So that's when that kind of came into play and it was like, okay, let's take two steps back. Let's think about high school age kids and catching them before they make the mistakes, the financial mistakes, right? Trick a lot of kids. So what was the like? What was the the process? I know you laid it out for him, but like, what 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 were the steps when he was like, all right, so go. What was the next move? The next move was finding funding. That was the yeah. next. Time. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely the next move. And um, we were trying to figure it out. And in the city, it's all about who you know. Yep. At the end of the day, and we were just hitting a brick wall, not getting the answers that we needed. And when we finally figured out who we what channels we needed to go through to get the funding. We only had five days to write the grant. Five days. I didn't go nowhere for five days five straight. Days. And we were just communicating. Because he was in Dallas, so we were just communicating. We have, like, a, um, a nonprofit advisor, and she was like, because writing is not my strong suit. So she was like, just keep typing, keep typing. I'm going to correct it. I'm going to fix yeah. it for you. Just keep going. And so Money for five days straight, like, we got it in. And we literally made the deadline by, like, two minutes. It was Sheesh. due at five. I turned it in at 458. So I was like, we're going to pray over this and just hope they approve it. Right. Because we kind of had to, like, fluff it out a little bit and make it, you know. And so we had never. Make it what they want here. Make it what they want here. That's all it's about. And they want every detail of every minute of every day. Because you're dealing with children. Yeah. Yeah, They want to And you're dealing with their funds. And you're dealing with their money. That's the most important thing. And they want to make sure it's it's well worth it. So we did it in five days. And, what, like a month later, we got approved to do it. Mm. So it was intense. Yeah. And, I mean, that timeline was crazy because. Yes. 
you got to also think, I think that was toward the end of the year, yep. right? Getting it was right December, season. so we was getting ready for tax season. So mm-hmm. she has her own tax business. Mm-hmm. I added taxes as a, as a service as well. So I've been doing taxes professionally for the past four years as well. So we're both getting ready for that. Yeah. And again, you know, we, we you know, decided to move on Project Lit, which is our nonprofit. It's called Project Learn, Initiate, Teach. Um, it's and, lit. Yeah, it's lit. lit. It's lit. You get it? Yeah. I mean, you know, a little corny or whatever. But you know, it's you know, not going to say lame to you? Not corny. Not corny. Because I because think it, I, I like it. Because it, it works for us. It works for us. He said it was corny. I don't think it was corny. I don't think it was corny. See, if I would have said that, it would have been corny. I don't think corny is cool. I like it. You know what I'm corny stuff when it makes sense. I mean, when you say it makes sense. When you say it's lit. I like corny rights. Forget y'all. When you said it's lit, first of all, I was going to say lame. But the whole basis of like the saying? acronym put See? together it and put then together. like you know literacy and like all this right. stuff is yeah. not really lame. But when you say oh it's lit, yeah. you're not Travis Scott, right? So it was fucking. Lame. I ain't even see it in I'm that. Sorry uh, for using. That shout name. out to Josh with the Astro World shirt on. I, don't know if that was on I didn't purpose. see him with that. I think you did see him with that. I think I you definitely him saw him with that. that. Because you were staring uh, so. at his fucking knees. You was admiring his kneecaps. <laughs> I wasn't. Like, I was staring at the fact that he ain't got no shoe strings in his shoe. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know what he was doing with that. Thug life. That's how Travis Scott will. You Travis Scott today? Because it's lit. <laughs> <laughs> no. That, man. Oh, man. So, yeah, it was it was like crazy because, like like she said, I was still living in Dallas at the mm-hmm. time, right? So, we was kind of doing everything virtually. What part of Dallas? You was in North Dallas? Nope. North side. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't on that South Side. I wasn't in like that. Oak Cliff, that's, that's my hood. Go in your face till you get it understood. Hey, let's bring it back. All right, all right, bring it back. Bring you it back to the West. I was definitely about to run that O A K C L I F F. Like the niggas out by myself. Don't. I mean, I'm just saying we can we can go to Dirty D if you want to. He been in Dallas three years. Three. Now he from Dallas. Now he, he from probably, Dallas. Take your I don't know. Dallas. Dallas, Dallas, Dallas. I ain't got to tell him about I always say Dallas like my home. We're from home. I fuck with the city. I really fuck with the city. She really at my top. But uh, <laughs> let me find out. O-A-K-C. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. He get hype. He, he brought it out. That's serious. No, you listen. I'm sorry. I'm, we going to go off on a tangent. But in Dallas, like these house parties and these club parties. I'm not going to get shot. This was years ago, like after Katrina, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just the the party scene in Dallas, we had an amazing time, Good and the you. music and the the tunage was, you know, Good Dallas was <laughs> Dallas was lit. You know, oh, financial my literacy. My bad, dude. I just had to get that out there. Oh man. Um, but no, it was it was like cool because we we had heard rumblings about funding opportunities for teen camps through mm-hmm. Nord, but mm-hmm. we didn't know how to get to them. Right, right. Because I mean, we you know we we deal in our professional spaces, but going into nonprofit was a it's whole new yeah. yes, like a whole new ball game for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and once we got across the information, like we didn't really know that we were going to get picked to do it because we right. definitely felt we were last minute with putting Rushed. everything together. But we got the call, say, hey, you know, you guys um, won the grant. So then after after that, the, the next four months, we just been scrambling, trying to get everything in order. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So in between the, that time when you were waiting for the grant to, like, come in, like, what were you thinking? Did you ever think, like, man, that shit ain't about to... Yeah, I definitely felt like that. <laughs> I knew we had written a really good grant, but it, it felt rushed. 
it felt rushed. We were trying to finesse our way through. And you know, sometimes when you feel like you finesse, you know, this shit ain't yeah. going through yeah. <laughs> in the back of your mind. But um, but it played out. So when you got the call, like, y'all both were just like surprised. Like, oh, we got it. It was an email. I called Rouse, like, we in there. <laughs> yeah, we in there. It's like, lit. It's lit. We just got real hood right she quick. She said, we got, we got real We got real Algiers right quick. We you know, definitely we started did. throwing up sets and, and all that type of stuff. Wait, they got sets and Algiers throw up? All right, go. Stop. How you doing 1.5? Stop. Stop. How you doing 1.5? Did you do like the one she Yeah, did it's like a little 1.5. Oh, yeah. So look, they be like this right here and like somebody come in with the fist in the middle. That's what I'm playing. You got a tag team. Because yeah. you got like you small hands, out. so it don't look weird. Let me see the pictures from when y'all got the emails. Y'all keep them pictures on the West Bank. That's gonna be the cover of the, the podcast. Cool. But cool. no, nah, yeah, man, that like I mean, that was when we knew 1.5. our vision was mm-hmm. really coming together. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, we because we because the funny part was we've had conversations right. about doing something like this for maybe a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. But they all started as ideas. You guys know thoughts become things, right? right? And then we just kept kind of putting that energy out into the universe, dropping jewels. Everything right. started to flow. You know, I mean, look, one of my favorite books is, is The Alchemist, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And, you know, those are some of the recurrent themes that always pop in that book. You know, um, the energy that you put into the universe will always come back. Mm-hmm. And that's really what happened. Like, we just literally kind of kept talking at, hey, you know, we want to do something for the kids. We want to do a financial literacy camp. And then this should happen. So, right. um, you know, it's been a good first year. Definitely uh, a lot of lessons learned. Life. Um, a lot of lessons. So you got to think also, man, we dealing with innocent kids. Yeah, yeah. We are not like, teachers. Yeah. We are not, not teachers, teachers, right? So we walking in the situation, we like think, all right, yeah, we're going to teach these kids yeah. X, Y, Z. What? We not thinking about all the other issues, issues that they that facing, bro. It. Like yeah. these kids got some traumatic these situations. situations. Yes. So what do you... you where do your, your kids come from? Like, do you go to schools and recruit? No. Like, and we should have, but no. So, so how did Nor- people find out Like when so NOR put it out? Yeah. Okay. So we got the grant through NOR, so they handled the entire registration process. So they selected mm. the kids. The kids come from disadvantaged homes. Um, it had to be like an income requirement for you to qualify to be able to go because the kids get paid to go to camp. It's supposed oh. to be like a, a work learning experience oh, for them. Okay. So they cool. get paid to go to camp and um but they all come from disadvantaged families. And like Jarrell said, we are not teachers. We are not mentally trained <laughs> to <laughs> deal with So I guess with with that being said, then I guess from both perspectives, I don't know if y'all want to kind of tag team it, but walk us through I guess a day with the kids. Like what you know? How do you start your day? What are some of the processes you might go through? You know, I guess throughout the day, and then just ending the day off with the youth of this city, which I can only imagine. And that's not like speaking down on these kids, right, but right, just right. understanding right. where we are and where I came from as well. So I guess you know, talk to us about what a day with the kids or what a day at lit is like. All right, so you want me to start it off? Please. All right, great. So, um, so first the kids come in around. 8 o'clock, between 8 and 8.30, mm-hmm. they sign into our role, which we learned throughout that process is key. Like, we got to have that role on deck, yes. right? They slick. Because these kids are slick. They're yes. intelligent. They yes. try to get over on you. Yes. So when you said, like, they try not to come? They, sound, they try to sign they try in for their friends. Because they know if they, friends, they, don't, if they don't sign in, they don't get paid. Right. 
So if they friends <laughs> on a bus or on in route, they'd be like, "Did we sign for him while I'm in here signing for myself?" Right. Oh, they slick. Because like we have a rule where like you have to be at the camp six hours to get paid hey. for that day. Right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So that means that basically the kids got to be there by nine o'clock. Right. So if a kid's running late or whatever, like they'll have one of their friends try to sign in, even though they're not there. You know, and honestly, we want to teach the kids accountability as well. We want to mm-hmm. teach them discipline. We want to teach them accountability because a lot of these kids aren't getting that at in, their, in their, yeah. their households or, you know, in their environments, right? So that's one thing. But, yeah, from 8 to 8.30, we, um, you know, sign them in. 8.30, we serve breakfast, which is, you want you want to talk about this food situation? Oh, my God. It's terrible? Yes. Is it terrible? What? It's terrible. Hey, this? It's not. <laughs> So we, you can have us a nice little conversation after we can see if we can fix that. If possible. Facts, facts, facts. I cook the food kids, all the time. The kids don't like the food at That's all. all I ever it's do, really. is, 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 it, is it like the same food that they get at school for lunch? It's a state-funded program, like food summer feeding program. Okay. So and it's free. So it's free, okay, you know. essentially. But um, it's the slop. Food, yeah, the kids don't like I the guess. food at all. And I don't, and I really don't blame them to be. Honest. I don't yeah, blame me. I can't like, blame them. Yeah, I can't blame, blame them. I've been to camps like last year, and i will be looking at the food. You like, know, so I like that's so that's one thing we want to fix next year. We really want to build into our grant the opportunity to have New Orleans-based restaurants yes. and vendors yes. and chefs actually yes. come serve the kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and actually build that into the grant so the chefs get paid and all that. That's crazy because we could actually right. rap about some stuff. Because we're we gonna talk we that. Can, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. Can, yeah. we can't put this on. Hello, I'm about to say we can. Nah, just just I'm sitting here just listening. I'm like, shit, like this is crazy because yes. we could have a hell of a conversation like right. the four of us yes. and just kind of like shit that we've been talking about, just mm-hmm. the insights y'all got, and mm-hmm. just realistically together we could probably do some amazing shit. Yeah. But that's another conversation that's not oh, really yeah. recorded. Right. Yes. But <laughs> so you know, those are part of like the learnings that we're you yeah. know kind of associated with us running the first year camp, right? Mm-hmm. Just like all of the logistical things that we didn't really necessarily flush out, right? Mm-hmm. Which which we're definitely going to do for next year. But um, after that, from 9 to 10, 15 or 10, 30, we normally start a lesson, right? Mm-hmm. So we're Question either, of the day. Yeah, yeah. So we start with a question of the day. And we try to make that as relevant as possible, right? right? So it could be anything from sports, entertainment, business, culture. culture. Mm-hmm. A lot of these kids don't know the oh, New Orleans history. I got to speak on that. Yeah, go ahead. I got, yeah, you got quick that. Go story, ahead. quick story. One of the kids' parents was saying that Master P has his um, essence uh, celebrity basketball, basketball game. game. And if we wanted tickets, they'll give us tickets to give to the kids. So she came in and she was like, Miss Mia, Mr. Jarrell, um, my mama says some man named the Master P have tickets. <laughs> wait, so, uh, wait, the wait, Master P. So wait, my heart stopped wait. for two seconds. The Master P. My mama says some man. My mama says some man. Jarrell said, do you know no, what this man did for New Orleans we culture? so old. They don't know. The Master they don't. So a lot of them were born like either right at 2005 for Katrina, 2004-ish. They have no idea they who Master P is. Yeah. They didn't know who um, Birdman was. Dog. No, Baby. We said, do you know who Baby is? No. They know him as Birdman. They don't know him as Birdman. They didn't know the way was in the group before. They don't know how they don't know how they don't know Turk. See, that took me out. They better know BG. They say they know Juvenile, but they call them Oak. They say Oak still getting a bag. <laughs> it's their own still getting a bag. Oh, so they know Juvie on oh, the street. No. So T, that took that, oh. that touched my heart. So I said, wait a minute, we gotta do something about they this. They don't know bling bling. The they don't man know. They, they don't got know a man down. named they don't Mr. Know that. 
I love literally. making this story, and they don't know this the original high girl, high boy. So wait, so listen. I said we gotta change this. Literacy and Master P. Yes. They don't know him. They don't know in him. In New Orleans. They call him the Master P. Listen, so, we literally, we literally stopped playing. We like literally fucking, stopped the lesson like and said, okay, we need to have a do it for the culture segment. And we had to pull it up on the projector. Who Master P is. Good, what he did say. for the culture. Okay. Who Baby was. Who Lil Wayne when he was that. with the high boys. They didn't know jet life. They didn't know currency. They wait, don't know wait, none of these wait, people. Huh? How? It was very disappointing. Because currency still relevant, right? Very much. He's oh well, that might that might kind of that might halfway be a good thing because that means them kids probably not smoking as much weed. Think about this. But growing up, right we knew who Soldier Slim was, even like, though that wasn't technically our. You know what I mean? Listen, so we really had to like pull up the projector and we, like pull up a Forbes article cool. yes. and show them who Brian Baby, Baby Williams they and don't Ronald them. Slim. And they were like, "Oh, he got money." They said Slim. That's you know? the brother that be in the bag. I'm right. Like, well, I, I mean, he is the brain. I mean, that's how they know Slim. That's kind of how we know Slim, Slim too. too. He don't say much. Yeah, yeah, I, say much. So I don't think I ever heard that, Slim but, talk. You know, no, me neither. But the, but the, <laughs> I don't think there's no recorded footage like, of him speaking. They, no. the nigga they, can't they talk. really didn't understand <laughs> the impact. Slim got the book cards. And no limit. Had like what? What he did for the city? What he did? Well, not just the city, so rap in general. They didn't understand that. So who do they? When they think of like New Orleans culture, who do they? Think oh, of? so they like Nino, No, no, no. Nino Calvin. Nino, oh. Nino Calvin is the guy. They like NBA young boy. They like a lot of bad. Young boy from bad oh, young, They like a lot of bad <laughs> But see, you know, but they, I guess Orleans. check it out though. I remember being a kid, like being a teenager. I was able to see all the cash money literally riding around the city though. Literally, you know what I'm saying. We right. could see them right, right around the city. Like right. you can go to certain spots and you could and you, you could see them. You're right. Yeah. Well, so like they're not really putting, they're not putting out music. Cash money is like as you a know, whole. Young that's money still a staple. You I have no culture. I feel like I feel like they should know, but I always bring it back to like that's the type of shit that we should be doing. So I'm very glad that y'all pulled it up because like yes. you know Boosie, he's still out here, but Boosie don't he make music, but he don't. Right. But I bet you somebody right. growing up they know in Baton Rouge they know who Boosie oh, yeah, is. Absolutely. They know yeah. who the Lil Fat know, is. They know yeah. as a child. They know. Yeah. They know as and a child. And Lil Fat growing up, he loves. Yeah, Lil Fat day, but I bet you they know the who he is. Yes. So yeah, so. It's like stuff like that that we kind of randomly do off the cuff to just yes. like bring them back to their history. And the, and not only that, but to show them the type of successful business people right, right. that can come out of the city. So it's definitely subconscious of what, what we're doing. No we're trying to like show them, hey, we're going to put up this Forbes article cool. that kind of lays out yeah. cash money's business model and why they're so successful. Because a lot of them don't, like they like look at the service stuff. Like they right. see the Trains, cars, the jewelry. Yes. So we're trying to get them to think a level deeper on mm-hmm. a lot of those things, right? So, so we may like start with a session like that, just mm-hmm. to kind of ease them into it. Especially because that's like, that, yeah. that's people that's like them that came exactly. from how they yeah. sitting and all that stuff that, you know, young boy and them got, that's little money compared that is to... Money. And that's what we had yeah. to tell them. That's little right. money. Well, I, you all your think. favorite rappers are broke. Yeah, <laughs> compared to what they doing, yeah. they got big money. P got big, big money. money. True, <laughs> true, but I mean, you don't think, I guess, especially looking at the youth and just mm-hmm. kind of making comparisons between them and us or whatever, you don't think the exposure of these particular artists mm-hmm. is key in the reason why they don't know them? Because mm-hmm. again, like I said, like we could see them riding around. It's like, P don't make music. 
Don't. If you're not into, I guess, that world, especially these days, if you're not into just being progressive and forward moving, mm-hmm. realistically, Master P don't show up on your radar. True. Like, if you wasn't listening to Nipsey and if you wasn't on, like, the Nipsey wave, especially going into the youth or whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. like, Master P not in your radar. So, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily far-fetched to right. say, like, they oh, don't they don't know who right. they are. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's kind of, it's, 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 it's one of them awkward things because it's just us. Right. Is thirty or whatever, whatever. Every time, I mean, this like he'll me and him go through shit like just conversations or whatever, and just he's six years younger than us, Mm -hmm. and it's shit that he doesn't necessarily know or like ain't all that familiar with, and like damn, that's shocking. But then you realize, I mean, time is real. I guess you know what I'm saying, and just the experience, like with Katrina. Katrina really was like a cutoff for time for all of us. It was. How do they feel about Lil Wayne? They say that they only heard the quarter five. They say that's when they really Wait. started getting all the way when a quarter five. Nah, which think I about was it though, because like this, nah, check it out. This some shit I, I realized earlier. I just heard a conversation or some shit like that. Think about all, and it's totally on a different tangent, but it's <laughs> relative or relevant. When the artists drop new music, what do they usually do? They tour, right? True. When does Wayne do that? Never. They don't go to his fest. Listen, no, the they fest, don't. This is like the third year of the fest, though. <laughs> Yeah, the fest ain't been going well, on yeah. that long. Before well, that, but, but, but no, I'm saying, but before that, he was he was touring. People weren't going. He nah. was doing more of that rock band but, shit. But Wayne nah. don't never Wayne come to the wall. He don't. Tours, don't get, don't get, don't yeah, get me started. I can't stand Wayne. You go get Louisiana fest, and that's it. Like Wayne Audrey, I'm sick of your shit. I don't. No, I don't deal with Wayne because of that exact. He does not come to the wall. That he don't come to us. But then it's a part of me, like when people do come back, like Young Greatness. Can like if you make it to the same point, can yeah. I really hate on you I mean, for not you know, wanting to come yeah, back? You know if somebody may like, try like to take Slim. things that take you got, take the day before Thanksgiving in front of his mom's Behind. crib. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, bro, just with that, that's that's like one of the first real instances where, like, God damn, like we all knew where that dude was going. Like, I couldn't right. wait for Slim to be right. that nigga for right. real, for real. Right. But the mentality of the city is like, do I stay or do I run the fuck away? You know what I'm right. saying? But like all in all, just just back on the Lil Wayne thing, Wayne isn't visible, especially, I mean, uh, aside from touring or doing shows in the city or doing like mm-hmm. enough or a lot or mm-hmm. a few shows in the city, Wayne mm-hmm. isn't visible. You don't see Wayne. You don't hear Wayne. Not even just outside of here. Like where does you, Wayne actually tour at? You don't ever see like, oh, Lil Wayne on the tour. And if you do, it's- Miami. Or some, not, not even like that's he got a show. Right. You gonna hear like he Wayne doing a tour, right. and Wayne has dropped like Carter Five should have had a tour with it. That bitch might have sold. Right. Carter Four should have had a tour with it. the bitch might have sold. Right. And I guess it's not anything relative to him or whatever. But he begin his three if dress. He was twist. out here. Bro. <laughs> he don't have time. The dude got six of them. Too. He got, but like, he got yeah, six. He got about six or seven. No. Got three. Three. That's why he. Three. That's three. why he dyed his three hair. So his hair and his three face are almost the same color. So you can't really tell he got hair anyway. Bro. That's why. That, that's why that makes sense. <laughs> I was too chained. Definitely. Really he would have been my way. You saw he Hell wore the two chains. No. Hold up, man. Let's get back on financial literacy and not fucking <laughs> financial niggeracy. Yeah. All right. So we're back Let's to get schedule. off the niggeracy. Right. <laughs> so back to the schedule because we just went way off tangent. No, the children but it was threw us good, off. The no, they threw us, us off. Trick love the kids. Threw, look, we wasn't ready for that. Right. So, all right, after our question. They got a Master P segment. man outside, man. The Master P. The Master P. That's how he sell ice cream for real. I'm like, bro, y'all got to be kidding me right now but Gotta after that so normally what we do is we uh do a financial 
literacy session, right? Mm-hmm. So we um, partnered with Junior Achievement. Mm-hmm. You guys familiar with them? Nope. All right. A lot. A lot. I of wasn't people either. Are, right. <laughs> I, I will keep it. A lot. Of, a lot of people are. So Junior Achievement actually is headquartered on Delgado's campus at City Park, and it's basically a building that's dedicated to teaching people financial literacy. Hmm. Right. Right. But the problem is a lot of our inner city kids don't get that don't get that opportunity to go there. Don't. Right. We may have had a handful of kids that have experienced that. Right. We have 80 kids. I haven't experienced right? it. And I, I have experienced it. So, it was my first time. Nah, it was fun. It was very nah, fun. it was my first time hearing about it. It's like a town yeah, simulator. Like yeah. The mayor. Not the old town road, huh? What school? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What school you went to? Oh, it was different. That's why. That's exactly. why. That, that's that's going to bring my next point. point. That's going to be my next it. point. All right, so our inner city kids don't know We about don't get this. that. No. They bring it to St. Charles Parish Saint and Charles all Parish. the Catholic schools. But Saint all these John parish, Parish and the Catholic happening. schools. Right. And that's so crazy because nine times out of ten, they they the numbers of the people that go to Delgado are from inner city schools. Exactly. So that's nuts. That that's is right. nuts. So, I actually yeah. knew about Junior <laughs> Achievement from my time at Capital One because Capital One is a huge partner, partner. with them mm-hmm. across the nation, right? So mm-hmm. even when I was in Dallas, like we used to go volunteer with Capital One at Junior Achievement, right? And it's the same way here. Like Cap One sends employees to go help volunteer to help facilitate the kids learning about the different ways of conducting business, mm-hmm. right? So uh, we had a couple of field trips that we had two field trips there, right? Mm-hmm. And we did financial literacy lessons ahead of those field trips to kind of prepare the kids mm-hmm. so they can have the most fulfilled experience there. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and a couple of things that we noticed off the bat is that our kids are behind, man. Yes. Like Matt. Yes. Mental math. Mental math. Mental math is a problem. Wait, wait, this like, high school kids? They are 12 to 15. Mental math is a major problem. Yes, Percentages is a major is problem. problem. Decimals is a major problem. It's that major common problem. core shit. That, yeah, it's that common core, core shit. <laughs> you know what? You know yeah. what? Like I did like I couldn't really understand at first because I'm talking to one of the students. And look, like to be honest, a majority of these kids are very bright. Right? They are they are very bright, very educated. Well, intellectually sound i'm gonna say i'm gonna say that but when you got core subjects like math and it's just conceptually they are learning things way differently than how we learned it and it, and it confuses them yes right it confuses me yeah, yeah. it's like like that common core shit is is trash yes. to me but that's for another day right right um i've seen it be a fucking it's, it's horrible a going or ongoing sentiment about that shit yes so so you know i'm a, i'm like working through uh, exercise with the kids, for example, right? I'm teaching them how to do payroll taxes, right? So I'm teaching them these are the three main taxes that come out of your paycheck, right? You got your federal tax. Mm-hmm. This is pays for roads and highways and all this other shit. Then you got... Allegedly. 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 Good point, but I mean, they wasn't ready for it. That was too deep for the intro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on, Jay. Call Jay. You know, Jay, hey. Go. All right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I see you. But, um, it's a cold world. Cold world, right? So you got... State taxes, you know, which pay for the uh, a lot of similar things on the state level. Um, and you got, uh, not a, you know, Medicare and mm-hmm. all that stuff, right? So I'm like teaching them the breakdown of all these different taxes. And I asked them, hey, so I gave them an example. Hey, if your paycheck is 500, what they take out 10% for your federal taxes, how do you calculate that, right? So I had about half the class do okay with it, but it took them a while. Mm-hmm. Then the other half of the class, they may have like the numbers, right? But the decimals would be wrong. like wrong. And mm. it wasn't just one kid. It was like 
all, all the kids. Them. So I'm thinking, all right, this is like a really yeah, I mean, it's a problem. problem, right? So they're not getting the core skills that they need to get to that next level, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. Hard to talk about financial literacy if we have problems with 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 numbers, right? right? You know, so that kind of got us to thinking. All right, we got to do a little bit more expansion with our program next year. Like we got to bring us some educators, mm-hmm. like a math specialist, mm-hmm. um, maybe somebody young, but who can relate to the kids mm-hmm. and kind of get them to think to thinking things to think of things the way they should, mm-hmm. but still make it kind of fun for them. And that would be crazy you know? to me because, like, you know, if this one thing that black people like is money. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So you would think that, you know, one day you're going to go to work. Like, you're just going to be letting people just take anything out your check, check? and not wondering and not, well, we you, on know, top of that. you know, mattering <laughs> and stuff like that. you getting the check or if you're getting paid in cash, like calculating, like, oh, I make this per hour. Like, you would think that they will at least be on top of that because I know they like money. Right, so right, right. one thing that we figured out with the kids to kind of combat that, the the percentages and the decimals, we started selling snacks. So we designate mm. a kid to sell snacks every day. We buy the snacks and we'll say, okay, when it's your day to sell snacks, you get 25% of the sales. But if you can't calculate... How much your twenty five percent is? You ain't getting the money. You're not getting it. <laughs> With no nah, that's the way no life works. Like, long, yeah. long that is life. So life. Right. Wait, hold on, Miss Miller. I won't get you it right. I won't get it right. I want my money. I want my right. money. So that was one like incentive. Like I go to Sam's, I go get a whole bunch because everybody wants the hot chips. Did y'all think that off of y'all top of your head? No, that came when we seen. Yeah, when they had a problem with percentages and decimals and stuff, it was like, okay, we got to figure out a way to combat that. They kept harassing us. We bought hot chips. That's what they like. No, we didn't buy that free. We had we bought some random shit. And then there was like, I mean, we Mr. Torrell came to get some hot Cheetos. <laughs> like, it like, was y'all never going to be messed up. But they I'm was like, like, that's what they wanted. Yeah, so. you know, we was like, you man, told kids shit. that? Yeah. Yes. Sheesh, you old. They didn't really care though. They were they like, did. I mean, we don't we don't want to care. That's what we want. So now every day yeah. is who's selling snacks today? And you know, I gotta calculate, I gotta get my money, I gotta get my bag today. But I'm like, if you don't calculate your bag <laughs> the right way, bag. you're not getting <laughs> no bag <laughs> today. Yeah. You know, I got chips on them all. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. They like, I mean, that's I think that's pretty dope though. Mm-hmm. You give them the realistic situations Definitely. to apply the shit realistically. That way, when they're in life doing realistic shit, right. it all actually makes sense. Like, oh, I did this. Cool, mm-hmm. cool. And then moving forward, you get to pay your bills properly or you get to look at right. your bills right. and you got a better understanding of your paycheck and where your taxes mm-hmm. are going and shit like that. Like, that's really dope because for me personally, like, I'm 30. Like, I ain't really get into the logistics for real, for real until I got really, like, probably started the business. Mm-hmm. And we've been in business since, what, 2015? Mm-hmm. So I didn't really pay that much attention until, like, for real, until four years ago. Mm-hmm. So to be to be able to give them that advantage, I think that's some dope shit, especially when you can apply mm-hmm. real-life strategies or real-life just scenarios or whatever to get them to really nice. get to that point where they should be at that age. Because who was there for us? Like, who taught you how to spend a dollar? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember just going back to just the food stamp dollars, mm. and I don't. I think that probably hindered a lot of us because that was just like that was like monopoly money to me. Right. Mm-hmm. You got some food stamp dollars, like shit. I got a five. I can buy everything. Mm-hmm. You know, blow, blow a bag in a store. Blow a bag. Huh? <laughs> blow a bag on a bag off few or chips and yeah. shit like that. <laughs> Dijon's pizza and all that. Mm-hmm. Bro, used to cut up. <laughs> so how does it go with? Like, Nigga the had kids tortinos that... though. We were not that rich. 
the kids that y'all have, once they come to camp, are they eligible to come back next year if they're still the same age? Or are they going to pick up like, a whole new group of kids? Do y'all want it to be a whole group? We want whole a whole new group. new group. I mean, I'm speaking for, for both of us when <laughs> we say... What's the kids did you? She's like, they got to go. We're going to cut that I mean, part out. We, know, we need it. the kids to know they love. Yeah. They've seen it. We want to get fresh eyes, fresh faces in there so we can, like, go over, you know, the lessons all over again. If you already seen, like, credit and debit and taxes, it's going to seem redundant to you from year to year. So Would you, you keep... allow them to, like... Have like a mentor type of yeah. We have day a few or like Absolutely. they can come back for the you know definitely they, they the inaugural class like yeah. you know what I'm saying right. they the OGs right. they the OGs of the camp but I mean. We definitely have a couple of campers who Jarrell and I are interested in, like, interning for our personal businesses. Like, they are on okay. point. They are 14, 15, but their mentality, so mature, so mature. They know what they want to do. They want to go to college. They, uh, the whole plan is completely mapped out. And so some of the campers, they really, they're there. Like, I would hire them to intern. Absolutely. And we'll give them that opportunity. You know, to, to, to Mia's point. You know, you got some of the campers that you just connect with. Like, you see yes. a lot of yourself in, in it. right? And it's like, mm-hmm. they just need that guidance, right? Yes. So they're at the age where 13, 14, 15, they're trying to figure stuff out, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to get there. But you can kind of see they, the genuineness They want them. to. They want to. You know to. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's kind of keeping us going with it. It's yes. like, you know what? Like, we're definitely making an impact on, on some of these kids mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. Some of them may not, you know actually get it to later on and see the value what we're trying to teach them but i mean you like we got like some kids and you know to to the point i said you know in the beginning of the podcast we got a lot of kids that are coming from broken homes yes coming from really messed up situations i mean we got kids that are like adopted mm-hmm. um like they got restrained orders against their dad yes. and their moms. Yeah. And yeah. It's, 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 it's all type of stuff. New. Every day yeah. is something new. And then, mm-hmm. I mean. You and know, that's what it is. And on top, like, you know what I'm saying? On top of that, and then having to come to that's why they don't know decimals. That's why they don't know. Right. Like, yeah. how can I go to school? Some and have function? learning disabilities, and we right. don't know. They probably don't know. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, that was kind of like one thing that we stressed throughout the process that we weren't really happy with in terms of dealing with NARD yes. was we felt that like, all right, so for example, our original grant, we plan to have like 50 kids, right? Based right. on the ratio of staff you want to hire, we, we felt 50 kids was appropriate, right? So NARD comes back and be like, hey, you know, we're going to dump 80, we're going to dump 75 to 80 kids on y'all. We love your plan. It's we love well your plan. thought we're out. We're going to dump more on y'all, right? We're start off with 50 Kids. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> right. So now it's like we got eighty kids. You know, every we day. got yeah, we got eighty kids every day that we got to tend to, cater to, make yeah. sure that they're understanding. You know, so that's put a lot of pressure on us and our staff mm-hmm. because you know when we plan for fifty, but we got eighty kids to mm-hmm. help get it. You know that that like makes the task that much harder, right? And we're directors and teachers at the same time. So who uh, <laughs> on your staff? Who did you guys like hire on your staff? I, on my end, I hired two of my employees who work for me throughout the year already. I mean, it only made sense. We were working on a camp during tag season in the office, building it up, getting things ready. So it made sense to just bring them on instead of looking for outside help. Um, On Jarrell's end, he brought on two of his mentees, that two guys he were already mentoring. um, And he brought them on. So that's how it was quiet. Yeah, yeah, squad, squad. (laughs) So when Um, the kids walked in, they're like, oh, y'all young. Like. 
They yeah. try to play with y'all? Oh, Young. they play with us every day. <laughs> man, look, every day. One, the, man, one, one of the kids called me 37 the other day. Like, yeah. Man, what? I say, how old y'all think Mr. Jarrell is? He about 37. 37? I'm 29. It's about 37. It's the 21. That black don't crack. That black don't crack. That black don't crack. Let them kids lie to you, though. I'm just saying. Don't let them kids lie to you. They definitely they try up herself right now. I'm saying that. They definitely they definitely said it. I got ID last night. I was so excited. Girl, let me give you this ID right quick. Hold on, yeah, mom. Take it, read it. Flip it over. So look back to the uh, schedule, right? Because we we only know what ten thirty right now. So we, we we like we did all that talk. And we only went from eight to ten thirty. So right. to the Family Mail podcast. <laughs> yeah, we, we go, cohesive right? sort of. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually implemented this thing called social media breaks. Oh yeah, right. So hmm. that's been that's been an interesting thing, right? Because in theory, it was fire. It made sense on paper. It made sense on paper. Yeah. Right. So we said, hey, you know what, guys? Very first day. And the first day was another thing in itself, but I'm not going to go there right now. Maybe I'll off go there. Off air. Off Yeah, off air. Or, or like after like another drink. But Pour them off. Pour me up. Pour them off. Yeah. That's my cue. That's my cue. Because I'm going on doing this. Brownie rainbow for him. All right. I'm not going to talk bad about the churns, though. Right? Oh, no. Oh, no. It's not the kids. It ain't about the kids. It's not the kids. It's the morning. No, 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 the mama's no, been on our side. All right, mama. the mama's been on our side. Yes. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. It's about more so the bureaucratic political stuff. Yeah. But so we we just say, hey, you know what? We understand that these kids are growing up in the social media age. All right. We're on our phones a lot. We, you know, we're in that world as well. I don't want to necessarily tell the kids they can't be on their phone, right? And in theory, that makes sense because you know what? We want to have them integrate and interact with the camp and what we're doing, right? So we created a hashtag. It's called Camp Linola. And I mean, like, like some of the kids actually, you like, you, you utilize it and post on it and all that stuff, right? So in theory, it was good. You said, hey, you know what? We don't want them to get bored all the time. Mm-hmm. We're going to implement social media breaks two times a day, plus at lunch they can do whatever. You know what I'm saying? So in theory, it sounded wonderful. Yes. Right? In practice, so oh man, this is so I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have any kids. Mia has a, a young child. But I don't have any kids, right? So I guess I, you know, this this was a, was a learning moment for me. When you give a kid an inch, they, they going, going for, for the, the whole mile. They going for the mile. Uh, let me let me tell you a secret. Oh, they found us on let me, Instagram. Let me tell you a secret though. Before you go any further, it's not necessarily if you give a kid an inch. And I'm gonna be very general. And I'm gonna be frank, and I'm gonna be specific. Okay, I want y'all to understand this. Don't nobody take it the wrong way. If you do, that's cool too. If you give a nigga <laughs> an inch, a nigga will go on a road trip. Yeah, thanks. Okay, a nigga yeah, will go cross country on your <laughs> on dog ass. <laughs> yes, it ain't just the kids. If you give a nigga an inch, they going for it. A nigga is out the door. Right. Holla at your boy. All right. Continue, my brother. My bad. All right. So that was a good point. You know, in theory, that was our point. Like, yeah, you know, we're gonna get the kids a break because yeah. they can probably be paying attention to us. It's way harder to have a kid pay attention to you while you're trying to teach them about finance, right? right? And now, mind you, I thought I said it in a cool way. Look, y'all want to learn how to learn learn more about how to make money, right? Like, that's kind of how I introduced the topics. And of course, you're like, yeah, 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 but their attention spans are so sure, all right. over the place. Like, you know, we we had we had to come up with another. Solution because 
you know, you got kids want to be, be on their phone and put their headphones oh, in no. and listen to Young Boy. Now, y'all know, when we was in high school, you got caught with your phone. Oh, it was a wrap. Right. It's over. It's it's right. I'm out. And when, it's over. When we was in high school, the first half of high school, we didn't even fucking have cell phones. I don't yeah. know how rich you yeah. motherfuckers was. We didn't yeah. have Facts. cell phones. You yeah. was, you was rich. You when had I, phone. What? When right. I got a phone, I had, I had snake on that bitch. I had a Nokia. I had a Nokia in eighth grade. I got a phone in like ninth, tenth grade. Yes. Yeah, like tenth grade. Yeah, tenth grade. That's, I had You're no right about that. Man, if you had a flip phone, what? You had that sprint giant. You was popular. You was popping. I definitely had that sprint giant. Right. Right. What? Man. I have a Verizon. Then I went to that. But it's I a different 30. fucking world <laughs> now. Church, church, oh, church, big old flat. No, wait, 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 wait. Where you at? Where you, you at? See, right oh, yeah, y'all need to bring it back. You got the new jazz? Bring it yeah, back to that social media break. Right, right. We come from the after nine era. It was a different struggle. Like it was literally, a we were very appreciative to have phones, and we it was all new. Lives. It was new, man. man. This so shit never came out because y'all gave them the break. Like when the break is up, it's harder to get them to bring them back, back. in. It's harder yes. to get them back engaged. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because they're now so entrenched in Twitter and Instagram, and they don't want to. Something already going on. Now you didn't Some see go- you looking at your time. Oh, we changed the game. We flipped the script on yeah, them, and oh, they're not yeah, feeling definitely. us right now. Took the phones. Oh, like, took them we, collect them. Them. we collect like, them in the morning. We collect them in the morning. Like, yeah. you get it's it back at lunch. <laughs> yeah, the first the day, bag. they was like, trying to plead their case. Ah, I miss me and Mr. Jerome. What if my, my mama, mama tried to call me? Tell your mama to call me, baby. Tell your mama to call me. Your mama got a policy They really tried to plead their case. Like, the first day we picked them phones up, you would have thought, like, the world was ending. It was like, I'm my trade might be trying to call. I'm like, trade. Not they trade. Man, these yeah. kids better be doing outside of trading. Talking yeah. about these. Right. Talking about the trade. <laughs> right. What, trade school? Trade school. That's the only trade we acknowledge in up here. Why they trade in that camp? I trade you the cell phone for some knowledge. But yeah, we flipped the script. They wasn't feeling it. They're adjusting to it now because they realize at the end of the day, you either give me your phone or you could go home and I'm going to call your mama. And you're not going to get paid. And you're not going to get paid. Hmm. So now you got a choice to make. When they started paying them. That's something that's interesting to me. I that's feel very like, interesting. <laughs> I feel like it's been a while. It's been a thing. A, a it's been while. a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just so it's a with, work learning experience. That's how they look at right. it. Right. I would say just with the, and just me personally, just with the whole concept of you are coming here and you're getting paid, don't pull your phone out from jump. Thank it's you. a job. Exactly. Thank you. And it's yeah, like the don't kids pull actually jump. feel like it's their right to be there, like, but it's not a privilege, right? Exactly. Which is mm-hmm. like what we're trying to get down to them is that, look, guys, this is a privilege. like, this is a privilege to be here. Like, we had... People we had to turn around who wanted to be in this camp. They probably really, really wanted to be in this camp. And another thing was, and, and this is all I learned from our first year, was, you know, the the expectations of the camp oh, from yes. the kids' perspective, they didn't really know what they were walking into. Yes. So mm-hmm. we did hold a parent orientation about three weeks before camp started. And mm-hmm. I'm glad the orientation went great. Really good. Like the parents were super engaged. They were, excited. they were like, "Hey, this is what my kid needs because they're not learning anything and all this type of all the, you know blah blah blah." Parents like, you know what? Like this is awesome. We need to, we need this for ourselves, which which we know, you know right. what I'm saying. But that 
that reasoning didn't get triggered down to the, the kids. kids. So the kids coming into the camp thinking it's going to be all. We about to go swimming. Yeah, we about basketball. to go swimming. Basketball. Not happening. We like, no, baby, this oh. ain't that type of camp. Oh, oh they was no. big mad the first day. They were big like, mad the first like day. School. They was like, this, this feel like school. school. This ain't no camp lit. This camp whack. This camp whatever they said. <laughs> this camp who? Or whatever they said. Period. What they said? Period. 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 <laughs> No, they, 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 like, they, they went in on that. Yeah, they, they really went in on, on the first day. We felt the beat. Like, man, what did we get into? <laughs> I swear that was we think me and me was looking like, no. like what the hell was you thinking? But I ain't gonna lie. By the time Friday came, the kids our had first a field trip. That's our what it was. Our first field trip, we took them to the House of Blues. Well, no, that day before. And this was kind of also part of the camp concept. Like we wanted them to have fun. Huh. Like, like, like we wanted to have double meaning to the word lit. Right. Literary literacy, right? Lit, you know what I'm saying. So we wanted them to also have fun and all that stuff. So we used to do things like give them like a little talent show where show. they could all kind of go up and you know put on like a little uh, you know fake fake music show or whatever. Like you had a, got a couple of clowns and that they like to you know be like the disc jockeys. The mm. Yeah, they, they like to like the host and stuff. You know, real life funny funny guys things like that. So we took them to the House of Blues for their first field trip mm-hmm. and. Um, they went on like a tour of the House of Brew Blues, learned a lot about the history, but also learned about the different business opportunities mm-hmm. in music outside of performing. Outside of being right, a like you need like an AV person, you need yep. a video person, Same. you need a uh, talent management person mm-hmm. when guests come in, right? You need a um, talent uh, buyer. Yeah, like you need mm-hmm. like an agent. You know, you need you need all these different components that work in the industry. So what we did was when we got to the House of Blues. Um, they kind of like walked them through, hey, you know, these are the, the different roles. Now you guys are going to put on a talent show. Yep. So they had 30 minutes to like put everything together. Like we had to like name some agents, mm-hmm. some talent managers, some somebody to control the lights, somebody to, to control the sound. No. We needed some performance because we got like really talented kids that who know how to sing Really and rap. talented. Um, then we got some, you know, guys who are, who are the MCs. Mm-hmm. So they literally put this show together in 30 minutes and it went great. Yes. I mean, it was it was awesome, and I'm like, you know what? This is like us pulling out that potential out of the kids, mm-hmm. just to know that they can really do whatever they want to do. Yeah. You know, so I think after that day, it was like, all right, the kids started to believe in us, and like, right. so like, look, man, you know, we we not trying to put y'all in school, cool. nothing. We just trying to, you know, <laughs> get y'all you. to. They say camp lit finally lit. Right, oh. right, right. I was like, oh, thank you. Yes. You know. <laughs> oh Jesus. But, um, no, no, I mean, overall, we have a really good group of kids. We do different exercises such as uh, career prep. Mm-hmm. Like we do mock interviews with them, <laughs> um, which was pretty good. That was mm-hmm. all pretty good. You know, the little jumping jacks? Nah. nah it's not mean. a recreation. Yeah, no, nah, you just <laughs> say they do different exercises. I'm like, oh, man. They can go to Lancha Walker if they want. Oh, whatever shade. I wouldn't recommend you go to any <laughs> any school on a... Man, why, the at the car does not have a teen summer camp program. Why don't oh, they go to the McDonough 35? Nah, you know 35 that went down. Since, yeah. Since, uh, it's about to come back up, though. The same dude that got at the car got that now. Oh. Were those shots fired? Were those shots fired? Are those shots fired? He got it up. Huh? My gun go bop, bop, bop. Bang, come, bang. Come meet us at the I don't top. Know why I said, bop, bop. Oh, Lord. Meet y'all at the top. Y'all just got nah, <laughs> y'all just we are, got nah, I said, we're going to meet y'all with the hand down. Y'all just like, got there. Let, right? let, let me help you. Let me help you. Taking tests to get into high schools. Y'all just got there. 
It's when, shade. Don't don't do that. Ooh. Don't do that. Oh. Car wasn't a thing. Huh? Car wasn't a thing. Only thing car was was a vehicle. In 2006. Yeah, in 2005. Huh? Anyway, even when I was in middle school, car wasn't a thing. That's not shade. We need bring the umbrella. Oh lord. She just said deep through good motion. Definitely definitely said it. Shout out to everybody with the family. You can keep playing on. Williams. Carter G. Wilson. Did Fanny come back after Katrina? Hell I don't no, know. I don't know. No, Fanny is open. That bitch looks so dope. Now that I think oh, about it, that bitch, the campus is dope as shit. Yes, indeed. I'm jealous. Like, I'm, I, you won't go back. They redoing these schools. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, why my shit didn't look like that? I'm a child. They were doing all the all the schools. Yeah, they gonna charge me like an adult. So I'm not gonna fuck with that. Car get new school next year. I go to I go to middle school. I'm trying to fuck all the teachers. See what? Can we bring it back? I need all the knowledge. NDC. Oh damn! That was definitely shade. That was definitely shade. That was definitely. Oh. You said A's or AIDS. All right. Oh. I thought he said AIDS. No, I thought the same thing. I'm gonna say, nah, son. I'm cool learning my alphabets, but I won't know all of them motherfuckers, not just a few. I don't, I don't just need a few of them. We're gonna need all the letters. This guy, this guy, wow. with that. He wild Yeah, man. So we take him on college tours. We, uh, we, took him we also have a business plan, right? right? So we have a business plan competition with the kids. Uh, that's so some dope shit. They actually present next Tuesday. Right. That's the present day. If y'all want to come judge, man, come, we still- Come you know, drop by. She can't go because this, uh, she got to go see Nine or one. You going to be free? Anytime between nine and one. Anytime between nine and one. Next Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, next Tuesday. You know, so this was cool for us because we want them to really apply themselves, right? You know, a lot of them got some great business ideas. Right. And we just kind of want to put them in the environment that- allows them to really be their best selves. Mm-hmm. And the business plan competition, we think is going to be really cool for them. They've been working on it all summer. That's a pretty dope right. concept. Since literally yeah. like the first day. Literally, since literally <laughs> the first day. Man, I should yeah. take off one more day. We should come do the podcast. Oh, they would that love would that. that. They would love that. Yeah. That would love, uh, uh, our two clowns would love it. Oh, yeah. Our clowns, they love <laughs> oh, the camera. They, they love the they mic. They love being on a mic. Yeah. Right. We got career day next Friday? No, this Friday. This Friday. This Friday. Dang, that time. I am booked in business. On the fifth. Booked in business. He's doing essence stuff. He getting this big bag. He getting the essence. He getting percentage just to get the 1.5. You got to hold a point. Like, you got to hold a point. That's the worst percentage ever, though. We got to put that bitch on a dry erase board and erase it. Fuck all that. Not 1.5. That's See that bitch even a bad percentage. You can't you can't even uphold that in court. Man. You don't want that around. He is dying over that. <laughs> this nigga is <laughs> he just fell down. My dog took a seat on him. Lord. Man. <laughs> Who do y'all see for um project lit, camp lit in the future? Like what do you hope for it to become? We expanded. We definitely don't want to just stay in New Orleans. At least I don't. I mean, of course, we want to. They try to go on the West Bank and slide down some bullets. Come fuck with me in the parish, and that was intentional. We already on the West Bank. Oh, we put it on the West Bank. All right, give me back to where you come. So y'all said where we came from. Two, I can't make it. On the West Bank, I can't. I can't make it. You can't make it on yeah, the West Bank. Yeah, y'all just Instagram live, and I'll watch. That's cold. Yeah, I can't All go right, on the West sure. Bank. I'm allergic. I start itching immediately. 
Bucks. Look at that. I mean, all See the Bucks over there. I start thinking, thinking about the, the West Bank. Any, My nose stopped up. We definitely want to do more. Um, Camp Lit is an extension of Project Lit. Um, we want to do more. We want to do adult workshops because we realized that the parents, they really wanted it. Like Terrell the was saying, The parents need it. The parents need it. The parents weren't transparent with the kids as to what kind of camp it was. So going into it, they would say, oh, you need to be at this camp. Don't worry about what it's about. But then when they get there, they realize we're not going swimming. We're not playing basketball. Like we're learning every day. So we want to do adult workshops. Right. We want to do um, a financial literacy tour and hit different areas and in certain um, demographics to expose them about financial literacy uh, from our perspective. But we want to expand. We want to take it, take our show on the road. We All definitely right. want to take it on the road. It's a show that's needed on the road. Definitely. It really Absolutely. is. I mean, it's, it, it really is. Because I'm just sitting here imagining, just listening to the, excuse me, Sheesh. just the way I guess the parents didn't reciprocate the information. Then. I, to me, I kind of take that as one of those deals. Is like, again, I think they need the information a hell of a lot more. Definitely. And I think if it was information that they had that they were aware of and that they understood, they would be a lot more likely to make sure their kids are Definitely. on the right track and make sure their kids have the information prior to going and get the information. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They have all the prerequisite knowledge or however you say that shit. And... For both parties, I think it's more exciting because I think then if the parents have the information and the kids also have the information, you can go home and ask a conversation being had. Yes. That's uh, yes. two generations simultaneously kind of advancing or two generations just expressing or just going over important shit that mm-hmm. I'm more than sure like just none of us have ever had Never. the opportunity to do with our parents. Mm-hmm. Like we couldn't, I'm, I couldn't sit around and talk to my moms about how to get paid or how to do this, how to do that, whatever, whatever, right. how to invest money, how to do this. You know what I'm saying? Again, these are conversations that didn't start happening in my life until Absolutely. your adult life. Yeah. So mm-hmm. mid twenties, early twenties, whatever, whatever. Like when mm-hmm. we started around here, realistically is when, those conversations started happening. Mm-hmm. But if you can catch them in high school, like somebody called me in high school, put me to the side and said, yo, boom, boom, whatever, do like whatever. This, don't do it like Whether this. or not it registered then, it would have came at a point way right. earlier than right. me being an adult right. established and kind of in motion with life. Mm-hmm. And I just look at a lot of advice or just a lot of conversations that I've had about financial literacy or just about ownership and shit like that. These conversations were given to me or were had at a reasonable time, but I was, I was an adult when I had these conversations and mm-hmm. then shit started to resonate as life progressed. But right. realistically, I mean, if you can catch them at 14, 15, 16, mm-hmm. by the time they hit early twenties, 21, whatever, whatever, when life starts yeah. really happening, then they already understand. And that right. gives them a better footing just moving forward. Mm-hmm. So I think what y'all are doing is really dope. I appreciate that shit. I wish we had it, mm-hmm. but I think the parents and just, I guess the, the going the parental route, in this whole deal, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess tackling from both sides because just like shit we talk about to secure the future of the youth, we got to catch them right now. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think a step further than that would be making sure that their parents are assisting with that right. help. And if the parents don't have the information, then they can't help. So you go home and information and learning stops as opposed right. to ideas and intriguement happening and taking place, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and progressing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if the parents have the information and the kids got the camps, then they can go home and work is still being done. Absolutely. What you doing and you spending your whole day on every day right. isn't going to waste so far into the wayside because realistically, 
whether the kids or the parents bring it up first, somebody in the house is going to start the conversation. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. That's the best part about all this shit. In my mind, just the conversations are being had in the households, mm-hmm. amongst the family, and realistically, whether you know it or not, for the kids at least, like your lineage is becoming secure because you know this shit. Mm-hmm. We didn't know shit. And like, you know what's ironic about what you just said? So in my, you know, in our separate business ventures, right? So I'm a financial planner, right? Um, and like I said, I concentrate primarily on minorities and millennials. So young people and black people primarily. Right? Young niggas. Young niggas. <laughs> young niggas. Young, young niggas. <laughs> cool. N-E-G-U-S. That's what I'm saying. All right. Huh? Well, uh, you know, look, but... That was a it's, nice twist. That was really dope. That was yeah, some brilliant shit. I had shit. to do that. You know what I'm saying? We are uh, kings out there. But Don't this forget the queens. Thing. Don't forget the queens. Oh, yeah, of course, man. You know, the queens. We The kings ain't nothing with us. We love y'all. Don't hold the doors for them. Except and for your own. We ain't going to go to our umbrella. Go don't hold our umbrella for my girl. Yeah. What you were saying, bro? I'm listening. What are y'all talking about? Why y'all interrupting him? This man is talking. Go ahead, bro. I'm listening. I'm listening. That circle is a semi. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what y'all talking about, but y'all are toxic. But anyway, huh? Um, toxic, toxic femininity. Toxic femininity. Femininity. I oh, fucked the syllables up. Right. You said it right. I said it wrong like a mofo. Right. Femininity. Anyway, so you know, in my in my profession, right, dealing with majority of black clients, I'm gonna tell you the number one issue, right, is talking about money. Yes. With black yes. people and black families, right? Yes. We don't talk about money. We don't. Keep it real. Like when you. It don't, you know, it's a secret to yeah, it. It's, 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 everything is it's, a secret. It's, it's a very secret process to be able to talk with your parents yes. or talk with your peers about money and investing. Yes. It's such a taboo topic. Because yes. when you don't right? have it, it's embarrassing. It's exactly. embarrassing. It's, exactly. It's, it's, it's that mindset that it's embarrassing to talk about money because I probably don't have Heavy. it, right? And that's a stigma within the black community right. that is haunting us, right? Yes. For various friends, I mean, we can go back generations on why we think that way. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, that's a huge problem. And part of like what I have to do in my profession is I got to make people comfortable to talk mm-hmm. about, about money, money. Mm-hmm. right? Sometimes I had to tell them stories that I fucked up with money on Definitely. so they can feel comfortable talking about, oh, damn, I did that too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something, that's an approach that I've had to take to make sure that peers feel comfortable and trusting in me. Because, I mean, look, some people are embarrassed about financial decisions that they've made. Mm -hmm. Like, they know it's wrong or they know they did something wrong, but they don't want to admit to it or they don't want to acknowledge it, Mm -hmm. right? So part of me in my job, my like uh, a lot of my role is to make people feel comfortable, comfortable talking about money, right? Because we can't get nowhere if, we if I don't, money, if I don't like know your dirty secrets when it comes right. to money. Like, you right. got to get financially naked right. to be Not able to, like, naked. you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, so take like your you financial be, draws off yeah, and let me see like, that financial like, ass. Take a financial thong or drawers off of whatever got you got on. I got to know you in a casino. I got to know you in a strip club. I got to know Why you said a speedo? Look, he gonna rock that financial kilt. Right quick. Yeah, yeah. Look like at Josh, boy. Josh hit me with the fucking eye contact. Yeah. Like, kilt? Yeah. Bang, bang. We don't keep the kilt, nigga. We love the kilts. Yeah, you know, but... We love the kids and the kilts. <laughs> but you know, like, that's, Black that's a matter. big part within our community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got to be able to be comfortable talking about that. And this is kind of like a small step for us. It, it, it's to kind of instilling that in the kids first. 
to be able to talk about it. And now we want to, to to Mia's point, we want to expand into workshops, into seminars, and do different after things within the community, after school programs, to like give more of this knowledge. We definitely got to gotta talk, or even if it's not tonight, we got to have a serious conversation. We can do yes. some shit together. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> You went to go pick up candy. Oh, okay. Beyond. Well, I'll get this. I'll get this next topic started while you go do whatever it is that you're going to do, my good sir. <laughs> Why do you guys think that black people we don't secure our children's futures? We don't know how. It's been generation to generation. You have the older black people who don't trust banks, who got their money under the mattress, is in a shoebox. So we're not earning interest on our money. And that's number one way to secure um, your future by, you know, investing. And so we don't have those conversations. And it's been generation to generation. My great-great-grandfather had his money under the mattress. I'm going to put mine. I'm going to put mine. My mom will go have hers under there. And I'm going to do the same thing. And so where Jarrell and I come in there, we're like, wait, hold up. We're not about to do that. We're not. We're going to let our money work for us. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like my dad, he's um, almost 60, and he's getting ready to do his first investment ever in life, right. whereas I've been investing for years, and I've been preaching this to them, like, hey, y'all need to start earning interest. Y'all need to get into mutual funds. Y'all need to start doing it. You know what I mean? And they didn't see it like that. They was like, look, I'm going to just put my money in a bank, or I'm going to just put it under the mattress. But um, we don't secure our future because we don't we don't know. My daughter is five, and as soon as she was born, the first thing I did, college fund, mutual fund, out the gate. So whether she wants to go to Harvard or Delgado, we she prepare. Yes. She's going to be ready. Yeah. She's going to be set. If you don't want to go to no college and you want to start a business, you, right, have I, it. you have yeah. the money to do it, and you don't have to take out these loans. You yeah. want to go buy a house? You have it. You're going to have the credit. I'm going to add you as an authorized user at 16. Whereas when I went to private school and I seen these girls who – had their dad's credit card. I'm thinking. They crazy. You gonna run it up. Yeah, yeah you privileging your spot, but, but no. that was them setting them up. Yeah, that was them setting them up. So when you graduate high school, you graduate college, you're ready. You're ready to buy your first house. You don't have to, you know, go through the other channels that we had to go through. But um, they don't secure the future because they don't they don't know how. Yeah, because I take it as um, and I was talking to y'all a little bit about this earlier, like how my mom never put my dad on child support, mm-hmm. and my aunt was telling me this story. My aunt was um. Which it was it was singular South at the time. So like AT and T, you know, before they were singular. Yep. So my aunt worked she was like the head of everything that was accessories. Mm. So she worked in this department and she did accounting and stuff too. Mm-hmm. And she had a coworker and she was going through a divorce. Mm. And she was telling my aunt, her daughter at the time probably was like three. Mm. And they're going through the divorce and she was telling my aunt, she was like, you know, you know, I, I told him he could he could take everything. I don't want anything, but he will be paying me child support. Mm. And she was like, I'm going to take it, and I'm going to put it in the bank. Mm-hmm. And because I shouldn't have to do this by myself. myself. We made this child together, but I'm going to have this for her. So when she goes, just how you say it, mm-hmm. when she gets ready to talk about wanting a car or, you know, this and that, I mm-hmm. can have this for her. Mm-hmm. And my auntie saw the lady, the, the daughter's like 21 now. The girl had $20,000. Wow. Like, that's just something that we don't think of. We always, like, and and I equate that back to a lot of, like, as far as this child support type of thing, right? The strong black mother. Mm -hmm. Because, like, my mama tell me to this day, because I'll still tell her, like, I just think that 
that was a mistake that you made. Because mm-hmm. me being 30, I would still be getting checks right now. It's stuff that I'm paying on, you know, college loans. When I went to go get my first car, that uh-huh. could be my down payment. I was like, I'm like, you you weren't looking at those things. And he got away scot-free. Freak. And her whole thing is, and I hear so many mothers say that, but you ain't got to worry about that because you never want it for nothing. That's not, not the, the point. point. <laughs> That's not, That's the, not point. the point of that. When I decided to go to college... When I was, you know, got my grants and the rest I had to take out federal loans, loans? I wouldn't have had to do that. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. that's the type of stuff that we don't think about when it comes to our children. Yes. The same way black people, their mamas be ready to kick them out the house when they're 18. Why? When you got those Chinese people, yes. you know, they, yes. be, they, they stay in one damn house. They and drive they build one, up, right? They drive right. one car, and right. then they're worrying about kicking their kids no. off the house. But we can't evacuate with one another. We can't evacuate with us for hurricanes together. We can't even do that. Like so. that's the type of stuff that I don't think that you know you people push their children out, out. to be adults. At I don't go to college and all of that. Yes, I do think you need to get the experience. I'm off education. I'm off for mm-hmm. college, but I don't feel that somebody being eighteen no. is ready to go and live in the world. By themselves, themselves and have to pay bills mm-hmm. and have to, like they're not ready for any of this stuff, especially if you haven't been bringing them up mm-hmm. in a cycle of investing, like, you know, money and finances, mm-hmm. all that. They're not ready for that. So then you put them in a situation where they got to do something e- illegal mm-hmm. to get the money mm-hmm. or they have credit cards and they're maxing them bitches out yep. and not in debt. Yep. And like it's just a so, so that cycle, not to cut you off. I think I started first, so I ain't really cut you off. But anyway, but <laughs> You shouldn't have so childish. You didn't even hit a conversation. I was childish. Go ahead. I was real childish. I do, but no, I, I didn't so, know he came back right up. Real okay. quick, yeah, you, I do that incognito. <laughs> but I, so for that, and I know I kind of missed a lot of the conversation, but for that particular point you just made, personally, I think it goes back to, and I hate the go this route but it goes back to the cycle that has been ongoing from Mm -hmm. day one in our lives or in our culture or whatever we were never given enough information in order to make the proper changes it's literally like and it's fucked up and i guess i keep going back to the same point the information that is available the information that like everything you just said is how we should have been brought up how our parents should have possibly possibly been brought Mm -hmm. up and just the transitions and the when to move out and the, when to get this knowledge, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. We are literally like that. Information is literally just hitting our communities fucking in the past, I'm going to say five years. Mm-hmm. So that's X amount of generations that have been and that are without the knowledge mm-hmm. that we are all like right now, we got people like y'all that exist that we can reach out and touch. But realistically, I mean, how many of us, and then again, like I don't Two parts. How many of us were you all? Right. First and foremost, back in that time when our parents were coming up, their parents were coming up, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then again, secondly, how many of us were us mm-hmm. being the inquisitive minds who were interested in gaining the knowledge and to not only gaining it but applying it in but see, I whatever, feel, whatever. Like I how did how do you I you know, feel different because I feel like you know, financial planning isn't something that just happened. It right. may be something that is more you'll hear more people talking about it is more relevant now mm-hmm. but financial planning is something that isn't new mm-hmm. i feel like mm-hmm. as black people what we do a lot 
is something that is new. So the first person, if you never heard of it, I walk up and I say, "Hey, brother, I'm a I'm a financial planner and I do X Y Z." Because that's how we black gonna people look at you. Hey, brother, so, what are you talking about? Like financial <laughs> right. planning, man, this nigga crazy. And that's why we don't get information because we think everything that is weird and foreign to us is just crazy. This and is... that's why we lack so much. So all right, so so I got a couple points to what to what you just said and what you said maybe about ten minutes ten minutes ago, right? All right. First point about the point that Mia brought up about the knowledge factor, right? Um, look, we're not we're not exposed to a lot of the things that most kids are exposed to, right? right? Prime example, right? So I finished up from Clark Atlanta. At this point, I'm 23 years old. I got my bachelor's in finance. I got a master's in finance, right? I just got a great job at Capital One. Corporation in Washington D.C. You know what I'm saying? I'm in I'm in like a boat where nobody in my hood has ever really been. Right? Especially so I'm being in a, a black man in finance. Being a black man in finance, which is what I'm about to get to, right? So now I'm in a I'm in a position where I'm around like scholars who went to Harvard, who went to Yale, who went to University of Maryland, right? And there's some great guys, like you know, like real cool white guys. Like, like I'm, like I still talk with them to this day. Like, you know, like they're really down for the culture on, on some shit. Like, they really cool. Um, but their parents, like, they're like second, third generation into the money. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, their parents have trust funds set up for them. First of all, I literally, I'm gonna keep it real with y'all, and I'm a financial plan. I literally kind of just really understood what the fuck a trust does, like maybe about a year or two ago. Trust fund, baby. Only because I'm getting my CFP certification right now, right? So uh, the CFP is the certification of financial planning, right? So that basically is like your stamp. Like that means that like you're like the go-to guy in the industry, mm. all right? So y'all know how many CF, how many black CFPs are in New Orleans right now? None. I'm sure you're two. close. Two. Two. That's the answer. It's two. Two black CFPs in New Orleans. All right. Okay, now, back to the exposure. In DC, there's hunt. There's like, all right. First of all, let me just bring it all the way back. There's eighty thousand CFPs in the United States, right? You know how many black CFPs there are out of that eighty thousand? Couple like hundred. Like a number? Yeah. No, guess, just go ahead and guess the number. Yeah. Couple hundred. Two fifty. Nah, more, more than, than that. Yeah. Two fifty. Twenty five hundred. Less than that. Twenty one hundred. Less than that. 1700. 1700. Less than that. 1400. Close. Right now, it's about 1300. Jesus. So that's so that's like Out of 80, less than. 000? What's, what's that calculation? That's back. less than like 3% the of black all community, CFPs. Like, the information and the knowledge in our community has never It never existed. gets passed down, bro. It never Even existed. when I was in Dallas, look, Dallas has a, an okay number of black CFPs, right? So, you know, when I was running my business out of Dallas, I had. Meetups. I had like mastermind meetups with black CFPs who look like me, mm-hmm. you know, older than me, giving me the game on some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. They're like 45, 46. Like they, they make like a million dollars a year. Easy money. You know what I'm saying? They like telling me, yeah, Drew, you need to do X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And I'm thinking, like, man, I never had nobody even tell me this type of stuff, right? I bet, I, I, when I got to my corporate job, when I moved to DC, I didn't really know what the hell a 401k was. And I was in finance. Like, I mean, like, I, like, I knew what it was, but I didn't really, really, really know. Like, I ran that shit up. Like, like the five years I was at Capital One, 
Like I ran that account up. You know, so I was earning like twenty percent um, re- returns each year. The market was booming. By the time I left, like I had damn near like like almost six figures just in that four hundred one k account. Right mm-hmm. now, granted, you know I can't touch that money technically until mm-hmm. I'm fifty nine. But if you know you're gonna start a business. Why not tap into some of that money? You know right. what I'm saying? So for me, I'm like, look, I'm about to tap into some of this money. I'm about to fund my business. You know, that's gonna like last me like a little bit. And I and I'm gonna better, better, better on myself to run it back up. Right. But if like if I didn't know what a 401k was, like I wouldn't have access to that type of capital. You know what I'm saying? And we're not taught that, right? Part of the reason is we don't have black financial advisors or black financial planners in our community. Teaching the the masses mm-hmm. on what's available out there, right? So for me, um, like it's literally like two black CFPs in the world. Are they older? They're older, and it's like so for me, it's like I look at it as that should be their responsibility to give back that information, and that's kind of to your point. Like we like as black men, like it's really no like nobody that we can really tap into that's willingly. Want to, to to give back have, that information? Have you met them? I have met. I met one uh, this past Saturday, but he lives in Houston, but he's hmm. from New Orleans. He's sixty three years old, and look, man, the guy the, the guy was like gave me the game. He was like, you know, man, like I, I'm I'm really at a point. Where I, I just want to make sure that I'm giving this knowledge back to the right people, you know. But the guys that are already, you know, at that stature who are black, like I mean. I'm gonna to try to reach out to them, but as of now, like you know, that like they're kind of non-existent in in terms of our culture. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but me, I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to pass the CFP. I actually take the exam next week. Good luck and on I'm that. gonna and I'm gonna pass. You gonna pass? You sure gonna be one take Jake. You sure? gonna be like a fucking record around this bitch. They gonna be like, damn, nigga. Right. You're like, <laughs> so. You know, so I'm, say I'm like only gonna be, gonna be I'm like, yeah, like I'm only gonna be like the third black CFP within a city. So that's gonna put a lot of emphasis on me to give this knowledge back to everybody as much as I can. But that's 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 the type of mindset that, especially in New Orleans, we've been lacking in terms of passing the right knowledge back. We have not been doing that. I, it's we not, not even been knowledge. That. It is so messed up in this city. And but again, I think these days the the the, the culture is shifting. Absolutely, the climate is definitely shifting. Um, but I, just not just with the knowledge, man. Because if you look, just we talking finances, we know that's a no go. Like that's just a clear no go. Like we not reciprocating. We not sharing information. We aren't tapping into the younger generations or the the generations that exist, you know, with us or whatever. But I mean, if you look at the music, if you look at the arts, the entertainment, yes. like we are literally as a city and it, it, it messes my head up. Cause it's like today, especially with music, you hear new Orleans everywhere. Like we are the most popping sound in the country or in the world right now. And it's not being represented by anybody from here at all. Mm-mm. And I know I, 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 I know, I know, but like just going through, like I just went through the bounce. I know you be saying my tweets, so I have a daily tweet. My daily, 
Like, Time out. Who? Did y'all hear Chris Brown? Oh, listen, I'm, I'm, I, trying I I'm trying not to get to it. I'm trying not to get to it. He had a whole little fucking bounce section on that bitch. I cut it off. And I'm just like, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I like some of his shit. Along with Wayne and Joyner, that bitch hard. I ain't gonna lie. I was, I was expecting that to be kind of wet. It really is. Hey, Lucas killed it. It's one of them situations where just in the city, just the culture of this city is we don't share anything. Don't. If I got it, nigga, I got, I got it. it. I'm that nigga, and that's it. And that's right. that's really fucked up. Because what you on. don't realize is by you having it alone, that leaves it just to you, and it's more likely for you to lose it all than if you were to share a piece. Mm-hmm. Now you still got something to hold on to. Mm-hmm. I guess too much in the world in general for all of us to just, for, for motherfuckers in general, just to be selfish. That's kind of what my head has been mm-hmm. the past few years. Like, it's too much in the world for like for me to be selfish, selfish. whether it's with knowledge, with funds, with whatever. Like, if I got anything, if I learned some new shit, I'm, I'm running my mouth. Like, I'm like, yo, check <laughs> this shit out. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, but that's just right. me. Especially with just information and knowledge. But as a city, for years, I mean, as long as I can remember, we have never been the city. And I, we, if we're going to be speaking i guess on the culture or whatever i know it's like a much bigger scale of mm-hmm. shit going on than just in the city but if we stay in the city mm-hmm. not only are we not gonna share the knowledge but we're not gonna share shit else no like if i got it nigga i got you it. heard what i said huh i got it <laughs> fuck out of here and that's that's the mentality and that's the fucked up mentality to yeah, have bro. but again i guess these days like it, it, it's us I'm more than sure it's us, like our particular generation. And I don't know if we are influencing, but I'm like, hopefully we are influencing the younger and the older generations. Um, I, I mean, like I said, hopefully. I mean, mm-hmm. we got to put the work in, though. Mm-hmm. We got to put the work in, realistically. But it's, it's one of them deals where it's like, it's not, it's not, it's not a surprise. Right. You know what I'm saying? But the only way we can change that dynamic is if we start to share the information. Right. If you go and get the CPO and you get it popping for real, and you go he out and you away. go tap. I hope I said I said it right. <laughs> CPO, CPO, CPO. All I heard was CPO. All I heard was C. Probation. Yeah, I'm gonna get my CPO. You gonna be my probation in a whole city. He wouldn't have been the first one. They got a bunch of them, I believe. Not certified. Not certified. Not certified. <laughs> now, y'all just shitting on the wrong industry. We don't got time. We're not going to go down. But again, just with you having the knowledge, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, you can top, tap, you can tap in to the next generation, the next right. person who you feel like is worth it, the next few people who you feel like are worth it or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And the mind state exists. Like I can see in you just from a conversation that you are willing to do so. Right. It's too many of us that aren't willing to do so in the right. first place. You know right. what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it, like, especially like the older cats. Fuck all y'all. Respect. How <laughs> <laughs> that work out? <laughs> um, but like the older generations don't share the no. knowledge with us. You know what no. I'm saying? So a lot of what we know is really because we went out and got it. And it's just amazing to look at the whole overall picture where 
information is really what drives society today. Whether mm-hmm. it's right. social media, whether it's, I mean, your cell phone is information. You got a fucking computer in your hand at all times. Mm-hmm. So you get everything instantaneously. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if we are, we've been forced into the position where like we have to share it or we just consciously are aware that, yo, we got to get shit together. But right. mm-hmm. um, I'm in a good headspace just knowing that we have people like y'all, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, that can pass the torch in whatever industry is in. Like I cook right. food and I do other shit, but if you want to know anything about food or cooking that I know, you can have the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, don't, I hold nothing back. Like if you want to know the information, like you can have it. If I learn some mm-hmm. new business shit just on my particular end of the spectrum, you can have it. That's me personally. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. just knowing consciously that there was so much shit that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of time that I spent not knowing shit as well. Mm-hmm. So to be able to just every day I'm trying to learn some new shit and every day I learn new shit, I'm trying to teach some new shit. Right. Or at least explain what I've learned thus far. You each know what I'm saying? Period. Like that's mm-hmm. that's... Period pool. Period pool. That's, 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 that's new shit. I'm so period. tired of that shit. See, you, you slid that. I'm tired of it. So we didn't even know what that meant. I'm going to keep it going. I knew what period meant, but the period the pool, pool stuff just caught me off. That's my first time hearing that. Like, what? We, I've never heard of it. We one. found out what? No cap. I didn't know what no cap was. I didn't know. I didn't know what no cap. I was calling it wave cap. That's you old. Bye, wave cap. I wave cap, loose cap. First of all, Mia they is speaking for herself. I knew what no cap Do rag, nigga? The wave cap, nigga? I knew what no cap meant. I didn't know. I'm like, so we telling them our old slang, and they telling no us they knew something. No I was like, big fags, no big cap. Fags, no cap I'm like, y'all don't say shive no more? Nah, so you show your age now. No, they don't say shive. You say shive and you got gang. Yeah. See, they don't know about that. They don't know about that. So <laughs> we still learning. We no, no cap. No cap. No cap, man. No cap. You can just say no lie. Oh no, I'm good, baby. Like that shrimp fried rice. It looked good. That was good. I don't know if I got no boxes. I got. I want to yeah, take some rice. Go back. <laughs> Cook for the you. Cook for the you. The kids want you, Desmond. No, the kids got a Mr. Desmond. Look, just come, just come do it one day for the culture for free. Just be like, man, look, I'm about to come pull up and cook on a hot plate. What you got on a hot plate? So look, next week. I don't know about. I don't know about all that, but next week, um, you can follow me at Chef Soup on Instagram. You feel me? Next week, I got some shit coming, and I'm trying to. It's about to be serious. Okay. It's food related and it's just about to be serious. Right. I'm gonna just say that. That's all I really got. Cook but for the kids. I don't, I don't know about the kids, but like, if you pull up to your house said, with a plate kids, that, bro. like, what I'm trying to do next week, your mom ain't gonna let you finish it by yourself. Oh, like that. She serious? might not let you bite into the motherfucker. Is honestly. that serious? That's where my head at. I'm gonna be the judge. But, uh, hey, I'm gonna be the judge. Hey, you'll see soon. Period, Pooh. <laughs> I, don't really I mean, did you use that. it right? I don't know. I don't yeah, know if I even used it right. Use it right. I use it right. Oh, you like shit. in tune with the young, with the young kids? Oh, I am a young kid. Oh, fuck you, old oh, man. Huh? Oh, and you yeah, ain't you thirty? Tina no titty. Did you know what period poor? I didn't know. I mean, I'm younger than you. Listen, T wore the black thighs matter T with her thighs out. With her thighs out. Right. Do they really? Very intentional. Yeah. Obviously. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> Period. Pool. Period. Pool. <laughs> Bring me a high five. How y'all doing? Uh, oh, yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> He's very intentional. Man, you're a child. Cooking them kids, doesn't it? 
Do it for the kids. Do it for the kids. I only do it for the vine. Do it for the kids. Yeah, nah, I said trick. Oh, no, that's a trick. Trick love the kids. They call it. I'm going to pour We about to do it. We going to do it. But nah, we good. We good. We definitely got to link up and mix some happy with the kids. Most definitely. They would love it. The lunch sucks. I wish it wasn't. No, we for real. No, I'm serious. Like a bunch of them. We're doing um a fine dining experience for them on this Wednesday. So we got. y'all didn't call me. We got, that's, that's I didn't know you. I, I didn't know you. I didn't terrible. know you. So we don't even follow each other for like three years. We got uh, on social media. Y'all follow each other. We follow. Oh, wow. you, nah, somebody yeah, say you follow me back because I'm not like the I'm gonna follow you type. Like, Wait, you no, probably follow me first more than like it. What's your name on Instagram? Chef Super. I just <gasps> said like four times. Yeah, I did. That see is me. Name. Yeah. I didn't know who you were. That is definitely me. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I don't, that's you cool with me because I don't, yeah, I don't I pay attention on social media <laughs> either, so I get it. All right. Like I said, I just see you and you pop up every so often. Me and the entrepreneur. Like, Your name right. long as fuck. You can't help but it's see it. It's definitely long. Because it's it's like me and then the entrepreneur, underscore. like nigga. The underscore. <laughs> yeah, I ain't, I'm, I'm not going to be plug. specific. <laughs> nah, I, I want you to keep going. <laughs> Shameless plug. Shameless plug. But no, we're doing a fine dining experience for the kids. We got um, Vegan with a Twist coming to introduce them. That's our boys. To do, yeah, vegan little dish for them. They and went then, three, five, two. Shout the out to the not they, him. The Car University. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> he went to D Car University too. Before Check it he out. went to 35. But he came to 35 and he broke his neck. I'm about to tell you, that's Ooh. all that matters. He, he was at Car first. But that, none of that don't ask matter. Ask him which matters to him. Come on, T. Come on. Ask Roy after that. Let me tell you why. None of that. Everything was oh, said, whoo, whoo. Let me tell you why everything you just said is very irrelevant because I'm thir- I'm I'm 30 Talk to I have him. been knowing Roy for 27 years. Talk to the him. lower night boy. Huh? Or the upper night boy. Huh? The lower. Uh, the lower. Or the upper. So that's how they do it, bro. And we got the and we got the point. We got the lower. Martin Luther King Elementary. So y'all do this? Y'all go back. Man, look, don't be clowning on the nine because I got them nine shooters just walking around randomly. To introduce the kids. I got them shooters up the nine just walking around randomly around here. I do want you to know that. And they ride around in Lambos and they got horses. And then you no, might catch them. You know they got the fucking you know bow and arrows. They, you know it. Stop playing. They're doing the Kylie tacos. Bro, bring it back. Bring it back. We're talking about the menu. Oh, I'm sorry. They're doing a cauliflower tacos as an I mean, as an appetizer. I'm sorry, yeah. as an appetizer. Yeah. And then yeah. we got Chef Taylor. She's doing an entree. We got the Element Boys bringing a, the, the lemonade. Element. Element. Element, element, element. I'm done tripping. I'm done tripping. I'm done tripping. Sipping on the lemonade. The boys who went to Saint Og, who got the element drink, they come. They went to the Saint Og. They went. Oh, that's dope. I know you're talking about. That's we got them coming. I know you're talking about. I just seen. So wait, backstory. Yeah, Their dad is a mechanic, and he reached out to me. He's like, I got my son. He doing his drink. It's in a garage. We pumping it out, and I was like, I ain't got time to be playing around with all the boys with no drink in the garage. Now I'm looking like, y'all call me here if y'all need me. Y'all need me to do y'all books. Man, we need to get them on the podcast. Yeah, yeah definitely. So they come in on Wednesday. So we're having a fine dining experience to teach the kids how to conduct yourself in a business lunch or a business me. dinner. You know, etiquette. Yeah, no, that's like important. That. It's very important. Very important. Mm-hmm. I used to live on Dooman in the five, but that's totally irrelevant. Very. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> You feel me? But we'll come through. I'm gonna I'm see. I'm gonna mm-hmm. see. Nah, he gonna see. Mm-hmm. That's when you know come. niggas not coming. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'll you tell know. you flat out. I'm, I'm probably gonna, not coming. I'm gonna see. 
Namaste. Hey, I'll look into next week, but not, I'm probably not coming tomorrow. <laughs> no, it's Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, tomorrow is Wednesday to me. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, it's like podcast day. I'm usually in front of a computer for like 12 hours. Gotcha. Okay. Realistically. How long does it normally take out to produce a right. show? Like actually from the inception to, to editing. editing the post and all that stuff. You know how I feel. Um, oh, okay. And like how long the episode is. Like, if So I'm, you edit it? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like if I'm... If I feel good, or if it's like a really, really dope episode, I'll jump into it. Like when I get home tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually, if it's like a two-hour episode, I'm probably in front of a computer for like ten hours, wow. just because wow. I gotta. I mean, it's going through because I do audio and video this, simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. So I kind of go a few seconds at a time, maybe make a cut, maybe not. But I gotta kind of like listen multiple times, and we usually shoot for like two hours, maybe like two hours plus. Right. So right. it's kind of like I'll go through that two hours at least three times. So this right. was a dope show. So far, yeah. We, we having a good time. Uh, that's good. That's good. Right. Yeah, that was some bullshit. They started talking about the West Bank. I don't know uh, what that was. Uh, yeah. Other than that. Nah, this is going to be our new thing, bro. Cut, this, so. cut it. Cut the West Bank. We're going to cut, we, we cut all the West Bank. Dog. Knock the bridge down. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> when y'all had nowhere to go for Katrina, y'all was on that West Bank. Y'all was on that West Bank. No, no. And you was on the West Bank. No. Was he staying? Was he staying? Is he I was at the convention center. You are honorary member. I was at the convention center. Honorary Algiers on some shit. Algerian. Don't take my Algerian. You are Algerian. You are Algerian. Algerian. You are Algerian. That sounds like a game. Game of Thrones wait, 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 character. Hold on, hold on. Why what, you never like, went back to the Lord Nine? Why you never went back to the Lord Nine? Ain't nothing to move back child. to. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. I was a child. You're not about to hit on the Nine like that, though. Don't, don't, don't even go there. I'm saying ain't nothing back there because like I need my community to come back. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie. Though. Like so, my uh, dad, he was a police police officer, right? In the Fifth District. So y'all know the Fifth District is the Lower Nine. I ain't mm-hmm. know that. Like. Man, so I was, I was always over I was trying to figure out why the fucking districts don't match the walls. The they don't at all. That'll make a lot more sense no to me. That would make sense. But yeah, he was he always worked in the nine wars, so I always was in the nine war as a kid. I ain't never seen So you felt like you was honorary? He was riding with police. He was honorary nine war? Yeah, when, when he came through, the nigga had to duck down, so yeah. nobody did see him. That's why you he didn't. Think, he think he a Nigerian? He Nigerian. I'm a Nigerian. I'm done for the day. I can't do this. Ain't no Nigerian man. Damon will love that. Damon will love that. Man, my dog dying. My dog. Four plus five. And what do you get? And what do you get? You get a night wall nigga running your shit. You really do. But nah, man, nah. I mean, look, man, my uh, man. Because then you're a financial advisor, too, so you do that math. So you know what 4 plus 5 get you. Listen, my dad, though, he was like a Rolling Stone, though, bro. Like, he had, like, he had, like, a little booze in the night. So wherever he laid his hat on his home? Yes. A Nigerian. So you were spending no nights in the night wall. No, big facts, no cap, Big facts, no cap. Right? You got right. I said right. No, you didn't I say it right. So y'all making us sound a lot older than we are. Stop this shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? Damn. That's how the children ring us no, up every day. They tear us up every day. Tear us up, son. They be like, no, Mr. Jarrell, no. <laughs> they be tearing us up. Nah, I love my kids, though. Yeah, they Trick cool. Trick a lot of kids. Yeah. Trick a lot of kids, man. Real. <laughs> real lot of kids. <laughs> real, real lot of kids. I'm going to say that. Real out here down bad. We got beef. 
Wait, oh, no. If you Let's out there in the streets right and now, you you're looking for me. You've been talking this for about two hours. You might as well just get it off your chest. Oh, yeah. Are you a fake ass Laker fan? Oh, I'm a Lakers fan. But he a fake Lakers fan. Hold on, come out. I'm a Lakers fan though. Bootleg. I'm a Lakers fan though. So hold on, what's going on? I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a Lakers fan though. Okay, he been claiming be a Lakers fan for years. All his life. I get on Twitter. Oh, he a Nets fan. Oh, I'm gonna keep it real with you. I'm a Lakers and I'm a Pelican fan. That's how I'm rocking. One or the other. One or the other. No love. One or the other. No L A. You hear me? That's how I'm rocking. I've been right. doing that. Thank y'all. Thank y'all, <laughs> for coming. Thank y'all for coming. Nah, you know what's in the middle. It. They got that fucking point in the middle. They got the point in the middle. Ain't no LA with the point in the middle. Put the point up. You don't get nothing for that. You don't get nothing for that. Nah, bro, I, no, thought you was down. I thought you was down. This is why I'm both. Because the New Orleans team didn't come to 2002. Before that, I was a Laker fan. We had no team. I never saw you talking about... We never about, had a team. I never saw you talking about the Pelicans prior to... That's a lie. I've always loved the home team. I've it never, wasn't my favorite, but I I've mean, I'm always rock with the home I've team. I've never seen it. I just seen them at Pelican game. I be, I be oh, at the Pelican Lord, game. Oh, Lord. You know Adam at every Pelican game. He ain't got no choice. <laughs> he be on the floor. He be close to Adam saying Pelican games, though. He be on the floor, so y'all I wanted to go like a good five, six game last year, and I, don't even, and I wasn't even living in New Orleans. Oh, you I was just, living in Dallas, and like, no, just like I'll be in New Orleans, and there's a game love. going. I'm going to the game. Groupy love, groupy like, love. Yeah, <laughs> no, everybody <laughs> know I'm like a diehard Kobe Bryant fan, so like I'm everybody bro. know that to the me now, show. That's my favorite. Wait, hold on, Josh, 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 Josh. What? Josh. I said Kobe. Josh, Kobe. Stop it now. We not about to go. We not about to go back and forth with Stop a nigga that don't got shoelaces. We not going back and forth with a nigga that don't have shoelaces. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Look, don't even trip entertainment. Oh, I don't watch sports, so I can't partake. Right now, he he's all tied up. I am sick of her shit, bro. I cannot wait until he's all tied up. I cannot wait until the NBA the NBA releases the schedule for the season and they put the Lakers and the Pelicans on Christmas Day. Wherever that game at, that's where I'm gonna be. You gonna wear a double jersey? Yes. Oh, double jersey. Double jersey. Double jersey. Take that flight. That's gonna be a game. I'm taking that flight if it's in LA. I'm letting you know right now. Cause we got the coldest fucking AAU team in the National. Basketball every Association. Day, every, day. <laughs> every day. Every day I look up, he Speak, in Dallas. Speaking of Jarrell being gone during camp hours. <laughs> speaking of Jarrell being gone Man, in camp hours. sometimes you get them fucking yeah. calls from Oak Cliff and you got to fall through. <laughs> you got to gotta fall through. Straight like that. Sometimes your phone, like when you get the call from Oak Cliff, you might have a regular ringtone, no ringtones on your phone. That bitch going to ring like O-A-K-C-L-I-F-F. <laughs> it's lit in South Dallas. Huh? Oh, Lord. So why you wasn't a Mavericks fan? I mean, because I'm a Pelicans fan. They're in the same division. Shout out to Dirk, though. When the Mavericks <laughs> won a title, out. Rest what? in peace. You said rest, rest in peace, peace. Dirk. 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 What? <laughs> nigga, why would you oh say you're giving condolences to so a nigga that's alive? alive? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go ahead. You have to go ahead. Rest in retirement. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> say rest in peace. <laughs> rest in retirement. <laughs> Take care of my homie while he up there with you, God. That's strange as fuck, though. How you just how you how you kill a nigga that quick? You you caught a body like no evidence. Well, how did you? That's that's pretty amazing. Niggas is talented. A nigga will kill you without even fucking coming in contact with you. Like New Orleans for real, and I'm one of them. I'm the president of the fan club. 
Yeah. They don't love the Lakers. Stay where you at. Play on, Nola. <laughs> she be reading the piss out nigga shirts. I ain't All right, question. Do you do you think the Lakers are getting Kawhi or not? Yes. I think they are too. I think it's. I don't like that. I think it's too long. I don't like that though, bro. I don't think that. Honestly, I don't think the Lakers need Kawhi. But I don't think the Lakers need him. LeBron. I but think LeBron needs to go ahead at home. Like LeBron needs to take his talents back to South Beach. As far as I'm concerned. I don't like LeBron either. I, I'm not a LeBron fan. Especially not, the, not, not for the Lakers, I'm rocking with him because he's on the Lakers. No, like so that, that, that angers me, Not even that. I respect, that I respect me, this game, all of that, but I'm, oh, not yeah, a LeBron, I'm not a LeBron fan. Same. Like, I did not like the fact that he went to the Lakers. Like, I hated it. Yeah, that's... But, bro. I do think that they are going to get Kawhi, and I think that they will win... Kawhi, Kawhi gonna be the. It's wide open. Kawhi, wide no, open right I don't know. I don't know. But you know the West, like the Warriors, KD, did healthy, KD, Kyrie, and whatever else they build on. I don't, I'm watching KD them. Don't go, KD but don't KD don't play for them next year, though. Next, again, you said like two, three years. If the Lakers could make some shit happen, I'm looking at Kawhi as the the fucking anchor for the Lakers. If that's the case, mm-hmm. realistically, AD never been healthy, and LeBron. In my personal opinion, about to hit them inconsistent years. He might have one or two left in him, so y'all might be able to. I ain't gonna say y'all like I'm not a Lakers fan, but I say next two to three years. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I give him a year maybe because I want to watch KD and fucking Kyrie play. Kyrie go to work. That's like that should be nasty. I want to see them dudes. DeAndre Jordan is. Yeah, but But if you put him around a KD and a Kyrie, though. You put Levert him on the Katie and the Kyrie, that's, that's, some, that's some sick shit. Look, y'all forgetting about Karras Levert. But bro. I also Levert know what we about nice. to do with JJ, though. Levert is a dog. He only about 23, 24. But what we about to do with JJ nice. for the Pelicans? For the Pelicans? Right? Everybody sleep on like, the Pelicans. I, 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 I want to know what we, like, the I want to know what the plan is for JJ. They yeah, deep, that's going to be, this they NBA season going to be exciting. They should make the playoffs. This NBA season going to be exciting. I'm not saying they're going to win it. But, like, they got enough, they got more than enough talent. They're going to be like, Seven the seven seed, but the, you. once again, like shout out to the coldest AAU ballers in the NBA. You dig the motherfucking 2019 Pelicans? We going ham sandwich, no ketchup because that's weird. Lavar gonna be in New Orleans. Fuck what you talking about? I agree. What? I don't man, think I'm on bourbon every other week because I know he's all going to get drinks. Huh? <laughs> he gonna say dumb shit. That nigga hit me the other day. He trying to get lit. Yeah? He trying to get fucked up. You know what I'm saying? He trying to ball out on him. Huh? You feel if me? any, if 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 any city can handle Levar, it's 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 New Orleans. Well, I don't watch so sports. I don't. I don't know. I can't partake. I didn't know you who they. I didn't know who Damon Lillard was all but last year. Son, she was in the same crib with Damon Lillard. They was and, all and CJ cooking and stuff. Didn't know. They was like, was. "Baby, do you own a TV?" Lillard. I was like, "I just I don't, don't know. know who he is. I didn't know who he was. Damn. <laughs> he just signed for one hundred and ninety-six million. I didn't know. Yeah. That's weird. Probably for like four years too. I just like no. She was. You was in the same house. Yeah. She was in the same house with da- with Damon Lillard. She didn't know who he was. And CJ was like, "Do you own a TV?" Damn. And CJ McCullough. Yeah. I went to the game. I go to the game, but I don't, you know, I don't know. You just chilling with him? <laughs> just chilling, just posted up? That's, that's my my homeboy, yeah. chef, he was cooking for him. Uh, so I'll wait. Yeah. Hi, who this nigga is? 
I'm just here for the food. I'm just here for the food. Right. I was just there for the food. Y'all got ribs on the barbecue? Because when I went by Gerald, he had black beans. Speaking of ribs, let's talk about the 4th of July. (laughs) Bring your own meat. (laughs) Gerald told these people when they come to the barbecue, they got to bring their own meat. He invited me over. BYOL. Bring your own meat. I would. I no, we saying this to the wrong I person. Really, I, I ain't really, I ain't really say that. I'm just saying if you don't like what I got, you, you texted you, me you, and said for the last barbecue, food. if you don't like, like you said, if you don't like what I have, you can bring your own. You don't like what I have, you can bring your own food. What type of barbecue is this? Yeah, that's kind of messed up. That's it some is. nigga shit. That that's some nigga shit. shit. That's yeah. what niggas do though. So you can't be surprised. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, man, we gonna grill veggies, not nah, pass. <laughs> <laughs> So you have to go to Popeye. Me and my daughter don't want it. <laughs> yeah, so what time is over? Yeah. All right, quick pass on you. I'm going to swing on you, definitely. I'm going to eat first. Nigga, pull up in front of the house, honk the horn. All right, y'all. Y'all still out like there, It look like it was popping. It looked like it's nice now. That's cool. The baby tied, though. Yeah. You ain't got no kids. We coming. We coming. The baby swim, tied, man. First. I mean, the rapper, he had. He was shooting the video. He said he was tired. The was baby tired. tired. <laughs> Before we get off, I want to give a shout out to Royal Clark. Tell you about Royal Clark, y'all. That's not a school, is it? No, it it's a like man. One. He spent 17 years in jail. He got exonerated today mm. for a crime that he did not commit. They Shout say he robbed the Terry Town Burger King. Oh, oh wow. Was he wow. didn't do it. Yeah. 17, years. Years. Wow. 17 years. 17 years. He went to jail. Wow. Yeah. 17, 18 years. He went to jail in 2001. Wow. wow. He just got out today. Wow. Shout out to him. Is he going to Burger King? Fuck no. <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said he going to eat crawfish. He's he going to eat crawfish. Yeah, he going to spend some time with his uh, people. He got like a 60-year-old son. His son wow. never seen him not in jail. Wow. He needed to learn how to eat. 60-year-old son. Yeah. No. 16. So, so either the boy, he must be older than that, but he never seen he never seen, he never seen him outside of jail. Oh, so he got to wow. be older than whatever they yeah. say. Maybe nah, you shout out to him. He might have been 16 months Shout out to them conjugal visits. Yeah. Huh? That's what it was. I don't know. Girl, let me slide this in you right quick before you go home. Let me, let me give you a little something to go home with. It's not a joke. I was being serious. I wasn't trying to make a joke. I'm being serious. Wow. I'm, I'm dead ass too. I'm serious. They have a conjugal visit. We're trying to give a shout out to him. We give a shout out. He, he shot the crowd. He was wrongfully accused. We're shedding light on him. Yeah, but if he... Never nah, mind. Let even... it go. Let it go. Lose, lose situation. Look, he just got to learn how to use a cell phone and he'll be Gucci. He be gone 17 years. But Project Innocence got really... him out, so shout out to them. Too. Oh, yeah. That's Kim Kardashian? For real. That's Kim Kardashian? Oh, that's them? No. No, Project Innocence, no. That's not oh, Kim Kardashian. I was about to right. say. We Y'all be see. giving Kim too much credit. A little too I much. Mean, I digress. Kim said she going to law school with no undergrad degree. She said she going straight <laughs> to law school. <laughs> she going straight into law school with no undergrad degree. Man, shout out to my girl, Ashley. Hey, oh, girl. The state no, you're right. Yeah, I heard that. that. I heard yeah. that. What's that. What's Ashley's last name? Yeah. I don't know Ashley's last name. Oh, no. Was. Shout out to Ooh, Ashley Crawford. Ashley. Yeah, Ashley Crawford. Shout out to Ashley Crawford. The real one? truth. You heard the episode last week? No, I didn't know. I heard Ashley Crawford, she was um, a public defender in New Orleans. She didn't you. have, a, um, she didn't have um, a law degree. Oh, oh really? I heard about that. Yeah. Shout out to her. Wait, so Louisiana is was... one of the states that you don't have to have a... Oh, yes, you do. No, she was. Oh, okay. she, I was trying to tell people she, she actually she did really pass the bar. Just, ain't nobody asked. She has yeah. a law degree, but she didn't pass the bar. The bar. bar. Uh, yeah, oh. she, but I was trying to, I was trying to let y'all know she did pass the bar. She had to pass a few of them because she lived around the corner, so she had to pass up Bertha's first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there's several bars. Bars, along got the way it, got it. She passed. Bar exam. So she, yeah, got it. The exam. Then, like, the Louisiana <laughs> bar is way different than the rest of the other Because it's in Baton Rouge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm sick of death. I'm so sick of him. <laughs> he said she had to pass her birthday. <laughs> <Tiger> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, yeah. 
Tagline used to be popping. It probably was like they low key. Probably was that Gator Bait. She probably definitely passed Gator Bait. That's on West Bank shit. Gator Bait? Yeah. Oh, never mind. I ain't never been there. Oh. name. So you say. So you say. I thought Gator Bait was up Listen, I don't even must go to Jay's. You can't go to Jay's either. You a hood nigga. Man, Adam is a fucking no. I'm going to tell the truth, bro. I'm going to say this, and I don't know if the world know or not, but Adam is a ratchet thought. That's what I'm learning. What? Adam is a ratchet Jay. thought. What? Yes. I'm going to just put that out there in the universe. This man said Jay's. Adam, Jay's. you're a ratchet thought. You're a ratchet thought. I knew it because of the Jeep. Bruh, that's the, that's the first, bruh. That nigga called. Huh? He never have the doors on. He always got on sweatpants. Ooh, in the wintertime. No doors. That. First off, don't that's that's phone. how you know. That's how you know. He like today he gotta be low key incognito. You're like I ain't with the thought shit today. I got work we to don't do. Fuck what you talking about? That's what you be doing. You a thought. All th- all male thoughts work at car washes. They own car washes. Water and when you step the game up though, you own the car wash. Just so you let them. So that means you a mega thought. Yeah. Mega-thot. All mega thoughts own. Some type of something that's like you like the Megatron of thoughts. (laughs) Oh yeah! Watch you start doing random crawfish balls. (laughs) Don't fucking call my phone. Do not do not call my fucking phone. I'm not fucking. I'm not contributing to your thought activity. Right. Do the steps right there. You gonna try? You start doing random crawfish balls. You know I got them snowballs. Selling mixed bags separate. <laughs> I'm not fucking with this dude. He think he's slick. I'm not fucking with him. Not today or tomorrow. Don't call my phone. Huh? Discounted car washes. That's how you do. She, you get you a pound and a wax. I thought that was a pound a, and a wax. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? A pound and a pound and a wax. A was that sexual? That was definitely sexual. It could be. It could it's be. a double entendre. Yes. Because yeah. he got crawfish. That's like a quadruple entendre. Because you get the pound, or you get the pound, you get the wax, or you get the... Damn, he's sick with it. He's sick with it. Quadruple entendre. Don't even ask me how. the simple on his shoes was for Under Armour, but I'm realizing it's H for Hope. T, it might be holla at your boy. It might mean holla. That's what it is. Or it might be Hitman. It's not what you did. It's probably who you. Hmm. You got a haircut. You gotta get a haircut. Don't come in the light. Let me see it. That's why I'm, I'm I am sick of her shit. That's why I don't get my haircut. I come on here. I just shave my face sometimes. Let me see. It. Turn to the side. He said that fade got the fade. Oh, this fade. He got the fade thigh too. Oh, the thigh fade. Yes, when they take the bit and they it be real thin right here, then they get and then it get full. That's a thigh cut. I, ain't, I, I hate cut. when the barber try to pull that on me, though. Like, stop doing that. Who told stop? What are you doing? <laughs> Who told you to fade me? Why you did that? I never mentioned no kind of fade. So I don't even like fading. I don't like when songs fade out. I'm not. like that, son. Not, no, why would you? Looking for bitches. Bitches gonna love it. Yeah, all of a sudden, like, your whole, all this be warm, and you got, like, a slight breeze right here. That's the dumbest shit ever. Like, why this shit itching? Why is this shit itching? This shit weird. Why is this? I see how you rolling, man. Look, you know what kind of haircut he got. He tell you that bit be cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's what 
road thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I ain't out here doing it. I'm just living. When I wake up in the morning, I got thought on my mind. <laughs> Man, y'all been a while. It's been a wild episode. Thank y'all for coming through. Absolutely. This, Absolutely. So would you say this episode has been lit? lit? <laughs> <laughs> it's been lit. Yeah, it's been lit. <laughs> <laughs> Watch how you, watch I don't even want to look at her face. I just knew. <laughs> she trying to copyright lit and shit like niggas ain't been saying. Now we got papers. We got papers on lit. Got papers. We got papers on lit. Damn, I bro. Not using it. I know what you don't have papers on. <laughs> period pool. Okay. I don't want papers on. Period pool. I'm good. That just sounds so nasty. Definitely. Go your dirt ass in the tower. Take your take your dirt ass. What? It caught me off guard. I ain't never heard of it. It means it's like, like I got yes. around them kids. It means like yes, yes, because you know period means yes. Yeah. Means yes, yes. Right. Yes, that square. puts emphasis on the yes. Right. Yes, Why not just so say like yes. when Adam got his yes, when Adam yes. first saw his haircut in the mirror, he was like period, period pool. pool. <laughs> 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 it's going down today. It's going down today. He was like, ooh, sorry, come help me take the doors off my jeep. <laughs> And that's another thing I hate about you Jeep niggas. And it rains today. Don't have these doors that come off if you need help taking them off. Right. Fuck you and your Jeep and your doors. All for your doors. Help me Fuck take all my that. I'm weak. They heavy. I'm weak too. And so are these Jeep niggas, obviously. A week. Need all that help. Huh? A week. Only need seven G's days. 504G. Need 504 niggas to take the doors off. We not, not doing that. Lord. I don't even like driving past you niggas. Why would I follow you? <laughs> Fuck out of here, yeah. man. I hate seeing these niggas parked in places, dog. <laughs> taking up though, every parking spot. And then if they're not taking up, they just make parking spots. And if you try to pull next to them, you just feel stupid, even though it's an open spot. But you feel stupid because you're not in one of these fucking Tonka trucks with doors that come off. <laughs> Fuck all you niggas that drive Jeeps with a passion. <laughs> Sick of y'all shit. Period pool. Period pool. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, hey. shit. You pull up. I go to the bar, the, the crawfish bar a couple of weeks ago. I'm just driving. I'm like, oh, it's right there. <laughs> it's right there. There you go. It was 250 Jeeps outside. Like, like they selling Jeeps. Like a fucking Jeep dealership. Bruh. Now, if I go around and start fucking slitting Jeep tires, it's going to be some funny shit. Take your doors and your tires off, bitch. How you love that? What you say, Shrinks? Nobody never played football with Josh because he'd be like, strings, strings, no strings. Tell me when to stop. And he always stop at no strings. <laughs> what happened? What happened? I, I need, what happened with that? When you got no strings? What happened? They was in the wash. He threw them bitches in the washing machine. He forgot to pull them out. He put them in a the sock, tied the sock up, put the sock in the washing machine, went to wash the clothes, dried them, left the house. Damn, I forgot the lease. He didn't even lease himself before he left. He was in the Astro world. He really... Astro world. <laughs> that nigga was at she she's last night in the Jeep. <laughs> Stopping around. The guy you exposed that man. We don't know what he's doing in his regular life. He was late this morning. In his regular life. Son, if that's Tasha, tell her she is ratchet and tore up. Oh, about us. Who? Who the fuck is that? Oh, that's Drika. Oh, I, I, oh, Drika. Drika, Drika. Dr- what Kevin Gates at? <laughs> Drika, Drika. Drika Gates. 
<laughs> oh, Drika. I do know Drika. You can't just be like Drika. I don't just know hey, Drika's Drika. like that. <laughs> I, I know Drika. Period pool. He about to go <laughs> period pool. <laughs> yes. Yo, you went in the trailer? He was doing that skip run. He did. He said, That's cool. Left side, uh, like the middle. My boy, he about to poop, period. Period. Okay. <laughs> Bruh, what? All right, close it out. We can't close it. Let's wait till uh, Jarrell we'll comes back. No he might have some fun. Come. Man, that's too shitty. You better get away from here. <laughs> Don't even trip entertainment. What? Make sure we still in focus. Make sure we still in focus. Exactly. Don't come here starting no mess Coca Cola. Socks with sandals on. Fuck. Well, you should have said that. Hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. You ain't coming to just get no food, huh? Right, but you ain't, you ain't gonna leave with no plate today. Not today, sis. Period, pool. <laughs> Period, pool. <laughs> oh no, Shawty pulled up right when we about to be done. Let me get some food and I'm gonna go home. No, baby, no. But I care your ass to McDonald's. <laughs> but I take it back to the roots. What you mean? Look at me. Uh, she wants some candy. <laughs> you want some candy? I give, <laughs> I give you some candy. She about to hop on camera oh, too. Say. She lit. She Don't is. Don't do let me see how you looking. Look, I'm like. <laughs> now you better talk my candy. Bro. <laughs> Lord Hammers. I need four quarters for them pieces. Lord Hammers. Niggas always doing shit like that, bro. Niggas always doing shit like that. Nigga shit. Huh? <laughs> That's what life's all about, Red. Nigga shit. period, pool. Come on, so we can close out. We got to go to camp in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize what time it was. You better sound a little more excited about that type of shit. And I got to cut that out because that, that, was, that was not I cool. I know it was. No, but when you got to wake up in the morning and be At the crack of dawn. Yeah. That's different. Man, that hit different. That don't hit different. It definitely hit different. I would go in that motherfucker on Adderall and caffeine. Man, you know what's making it worse? I would be lit at what? club lit. I play camp basketball lit. Saturday morning. Man, my body is, feel like a dump truck. You know man. why, huh? Or a TA bus. Because you're an old nigga. Yes. He owned. It really is. That he about to be owned. I told you. He about to be owned. I'm apparently already His 30th birthday is this month. When you hit 30, you own status. Yeah, man. All y'all walking to come to my birthday party, too. Everybody. Private location. You invite private, like private private location. Show. I'm about to see. Y'all got to hit my DM, though, for the for the, for the, oh, the location. Like that? Yeah, it's like that. Man. What's your um, you Instagram, though, you, you married. Don't I know, be having this random people slide in your DM. Right, right, right. We're going to clean that up. Clean it up. better, um, Hit up my friend for the location. <laughs> yeah, you hit up partner on Twitter. <laughs> you can hit me up. I know everything. Hit up Desmond for the location. Actually. Yep. You can hit me at des <laughs> for the location dot com. <laughs> Straight like that. for the location. Yes for the location. Yeah. Yes for the location. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Period. Yes, period. period. <laughs> Close this out, homie. No, I mean, I was just about to kind of touch on the fact that I we talked about. Some, yeah. Cash okay, money is a homie. But he had to leave No. No? I'm walking with purple hearts on me. Sing a West You're fucking with a sergeant. A West Bay song? Oh, I thought you were singing the chorus. My bad. I thought he was too. We don't have no West Bank song. Of course, because you're from the West Bank. Chavez style. No, I know what West Bank song y'all got. What? Check it out. Boom. No, man. No. 
the coldest fucking song ever to come out of the West Bank, period, what? in 112 years. I know what you're about to say. This is the way I live. Little boy, still. You got to say still with some emphasis. Because when he dropped that bitch again, 12 years later. Lil Boy still pushing. You got to make sure they know that he's still he doing it because he was doing it before. But <laughs> when he dropped it, he wanted to know that he was being consistent with it. That's true. Yeah, true that. True. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he was like, Lil Boy still. Oh, now you ready to go. <laughs> well, you go ahead. Fuck, we can run it. <laughs> I Nigga, I am up at five every day. It don't matter to me. We right. could be up till I'm, two in the morning. I'm I am up at five. It don't yeah, matter to me. Yeah, five. five m game. Yeah, I, it don't matter what time I go to sleep. I'm up at five. I'm the same way. We like, can you roll. Get the most done. Yes, I, we I, can like, roll. Keep being a gym making Instagram videos. <laughs> you done? You I'm, finish or you done? I'm you done. I'm done. I'm done. He definitely got yeah. no more talk. Don't be doing no work. No more talk. He'll show, show himself doing no work at all. You see the album. Because right. when you're working out, it'd be too hard to hold a camera and work out at the same time. Wait, what are you doing? Accountability. Accountability. Man, look. Check it out, folks. If you listen to the podcast, I want you to hold your head up. Stay strong. CPO. The UFOs, the man about to get fly on you, bitches. Stop playing. He's going to be the first UFO. He's going to run to the paper. Because that's what he did. He took off running. Boom. Hopped in his UFO. Got certified. And took off on you, bitches. Came back to teach a churn about how to get to the money. So now him and the kids on the track running it up. Right. Bam. Full right. life story. That was deep. Man, <laughs> look, y'all better ask somebody. <laughs> what? Dog. Nigga, I will write your auto and your biography. Well, you know what? Since you write it, it's a biography, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. why I said I'll write both. Yeah. I had caught you back. I had you. Yeah, Come back. through. Huh? <laughs> I definitely fell English second semester. <laughs> huh? Only because I ain't like my instructor. I probably could have. But anyway, like I said, listen, you listen to the podcast. First and foremost, I want to shout you. out Mr. Jarrell. Mrs. Mia, you feel me? AKA Mia underscore the entrepreneur. The underscore entrepreneur. Wait, say again, go again. Mia. But anyway, look, so <laughs> I want to just, you know, thank you for listening to the podcast, man. If you do listen, I want you to hold your head up. I never knew it. I partially didn't shout hers out, apparently. All right, what's your Instagram? He's trying to get a shout out. Tell me so I can shout it out. Oh, JButler718. So, yeah, y'all heard that, right? Like I said, man, like you listen to the podcast, hold your head up, stay strong. You are the future. You feel me? T-Pac, what up? Period, Pooh. Period, Pooh. Yo, holla at your boy. That's all we got.